Uh-oh. What? Well, look at that. Right off the bat. Misfire. No, no, it's not a misfire. It's just, um, he must have done that. Knocked it down to the audition line. We'll just, we'll just keep the drums going. Tonight, join host and legalized marijuana advocate Drew Carey on a very special Price is Right Stoner Edition. What? Oh, we're back. Rich, who's the next contestant? Dude, it's Gary. Uh, Gary, some Gary guy. Uh, come on down. Watch how a little weed can make pricing games much more interesting. Okay, the item up for bids is a combination recliner, flat screen TV, refrigerator, and microwave. You'll never have to get up again, dude. <laughs> What's your bid, Gary? Uh... 420. You won't believe the showcase showdown on the Price is Right Stoner Edition. Wow, that is so cool, man. The wheel keeps spinning and spinning. And the fabulous prizes. It's a trip to Amsterdam. So join Drew Carey on the Price is Right Stoner Edition right before How I Did Bong Hits with Your Mother on CBS. Okay, 1002 at 560 WQM, Monday, January the 7th. Now, the way I look at it, this is like the first real week of the year. Last week was mm -hmm. phantom, you know. For example, here's a fax right off the bat. What a weak fax. Hey, Ron, what are you trying to tell me, Ron? I have no life. It says, Happy New Year. Is it too late for that? Yes. Please add this to the poll. Drug testing. No. Let the bastards kill themselves. I want more home runs and heads exploding on the field. Thanks, Ron. Oh, poor Ron. What are you trying to tell the world, Ron? I have no life. I know that. And now these polls. Oh. Oh, yeah. you were so right Told about you. the Charlie B. polls. I'm glad you waited until now to start sending. <laughs> I forgot. Oh. Till now. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my we've, God. We've reached the, the new level here. Spain is mainly in the... Rectum. Ass. Love you, Charlie look, B. But look at this. I know. What's your favorite sandwich bread? This is, I mean, talk about desperate, Charlie. We're, uh, we're starting to reach now. Obama's opening up a big lead in New Hampshire. Bye-bye, oh! Swillery. What's your favorite sandwich bread? And for the choices, he's got bagel, brown, yeah. Cuban, falafel, mm -hmm. French, pita? Italian, Kaiser roll, oatmeal, pita, pumpernickel, rye, sourdough, mm. white, whole grain, Oh, my. And then I don't eat bread. What about, hey, English muffin? Mm, what about Wonder Bread? Sure. Those bodies that fall apart at ways. I think I'm going to have to do a Joyce after looking at these polls. Really? And then a separate poll by Charlie B. What's your favorite sandwich filler? Right. Liverwurst, fried egg, chicken. Oh, God. Woo! These polls, look at that. Whether married or single, which age group are you most attracted to? Young and hot. That's the answer. Which applies to you? I own a passport. I've traveled. I don't own a passport. Oh, how many states, including Florida, have you been to? Oh, whatever, wherever Neil's show may happen to find its next home, how long should it be? Well, how about 80 hours? This, you're right, this is the saddest group of desperate polls. I think the new year may have affected Charlie B, uh, whatever whatever he had left. Well, you know, everybody runs out, you know, even the Beatles he ran, ran out, out of good songs. I mean, even the poll we're using today from Sean, it is weak. It is so bad. But 
I think we'll go back. I'll go back to the beginning and start over again. You use the ones from ancient history. Why not? Why the hell not? Why not? Like it matters anyway. Now, that's right. That's a good point. It doesn't matter, and you don't care because you're a hard ass. Right. U.S. Navy warships today came very close to shooting at an Iranian Revolutionary Guard vessel, which American officials say provoked U.S. ships in international waters, according to CNN. Oh, we want that Iran war starting pretty damn soon. U.S. officials are confirming to CNN that five Iranian Revolutionary Guard boats, in their words, harassed and provoked three U.S. Navy warships sailing in the Straits of Hormuz, reports CNN's Barbara Starr, who looks just like Hank. One of those Iranian boats came within 200 yards of a Navy warship. The Iranian boats had also transmitted threats via radio, according to officials. According to the sources we've spoken to, Starr continued, the Iranians made threatening moves and threatening radio transmissions. Barbara also said, Hey, stupid! One of those transmissions was, I'm coming at you and you will explode in a couple of minutes. Not that we're looking for an incident. You do understand that. Right. So we can start nuking Iran. Sure. And then John McCain, who's crazier in a bedbug, can start singing, Bomb, 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 Iran. According to the CNN website, one of the Iranian ships had been dropping white boxes into the water in front of the U.S. ships. Maybe they're gifts. Maybe they're bagels and cream cheese. Following the radio transmission, a Navy ship prepared to fire on an Iranian vessel. The official also tells CNN that when the radio transmission was heard, the Navy went to manning its positions, its gun positions on those ships, Star reports, and that they were very close to shooting at one of the Iranian boats. In fact, they were ready to shoot. The orders had been given, but no shots were fired, uh, and nobody got hurt. It was an accident, but nobody got hurt. How do you like that? It All was right. an accident, but nobody got hurt, except Tessio. Can't get you off the hook, even for old times' sake, Sally. That's really, you know, that, that's the greatest affront of them all. Mm-hmm. Call a guy Sally and then, like, <laughs> blow his brains out. Bad. Okay, let's see how that poll came out, although we got the poll in New Hampshire. We got all kinds of polls. We got polls up the nose. The Sun Sentinel did a poll, and, of course, it should come as no surprise because keep one thing in mind. Who reads the newspaper? Do young, living, and reading people read the newspaper? Oh, they no. made a joke on The Simpsons last night about it's a dying medium. The newspaper? Yeah. No kidding. Print, the print media. Did they just discover that? They, no, I'll know, but they're making fun of it. Oh. Seven candidates emerged from the Iowa caucuses as top vote-getters in the parties. If the election was held today, who would you vote for for president? That's what the Sun Sentinel poll asks. They've got 16,000-plus responses. Boy, that's more than we get on our poll. And so far, of the first 16,329 total, and it says results not scientific, <laughs> as if. John Edwards, 34.5%. Barack Obama, 22.7%. Swillery, 16.2%. Uh, Mike Huckabee, 59 uh, John McCain, 5.0%. Mitt Romney, 3.4%. Uh, Fred Thompson, only 2.8%. None of the above, 9.6%. How do you like that? So, no matter how you look at it, Swillery ain't doing that great. And, of course, nope. in, I, in New Hampshire, she's really, she's taking a dive, which we'll get to Good. that momentarily. She's taking a gigantic dive. She's going to take a thrashing, a thumping tomorrow night. I'd be shocked if she's even close. She'd probably be third again. And what happens then? Then they go to South Carolina, and she's going to get walloped there. Here's the poll from Friday, and I'm so sorry we did this. I mean, our Johnny Depp fan, she's all excited about it, but everybody else like, well, what kind of a poll is that? That's a good question. What's your favorite Johnny Depp movie? We had... Uh, 
1,401 votes. Of course, it was over the weekend, but still, that's pretty good. Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one, 218. I hate Johnny Depp, 179. That's bad. How can you hate Johnny Depp? Oh, it's those people. Oh, you mean South Florida you know, people? Yes, yeah. that's what I mean. Bonnie Brasco, 131. That was my vote. Blow, 116. No. Edward Scissorhands, 95. Ed Wood, 92. Fear and Loathing in Vegas, a horrible flick, 82. What's Eating Gilbert Grape? <laughs> 58. I never saw any Johnny Depp movie, 49. Well, Platoon, 38. Don Juan DeMarco, 36. Sleepy Hollow, 25. From Hell, 24. The Ninth Gate, 24. Chocolat, 23. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, 22. Benny and June, 22. Once Upon a Time in Mexico, 21. Pirates of the Caribbean 2, 20. A Nightmare on Elm Street, 20. Finding Neverland, 18. Secret Window, 18. Like I said, uh, you'll be very disappointed yeah, I'll skip at the it. ending. Don't worry. What? I'm going to skip it. Please. Life's too it, short. It's very interesting, very captivating, and in the end, oh, one of the worst endings of all time. Crybaby, 17. Sweeney Todd, 13. Pirates of the Caribbean, 3, 13. Dead Man, 10. Private Resort, 5. Corpse Bride, 4. Before Night Falls, 2. The Man Who Cried, 2. Nick of Time, 2. The Libertines got 1. The Brave got 1. And The Astronaut's Wife and Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare both had oh! 0 out of over 1,400 votes. Pretty weak. So there you go. I'm glad we got that out of the way, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm so pleased that we got that out of the way. Now, today's poll, which I'll be even happier when this is over, we have 761 vote, though. Chris's count is 1,000 votes already. If we can do 1,000 votes on a poll this bad, we might still have a semblance of an audience. 765. What? 765. Get it right. Shut up. What should be eliminated from professional <laughs> sports was the poll question. Sean, who used to send us good polls but ran out of material a long time ago. What does he say in his message on here? He said... I think Huckabee voters get an extra vote each as a bonus for being able to find their way to the polling place. I see. Well, his comments were just as good. Until February 5th. As the uh, poll. What should be eliminated from professional sports? Invocation 214, being the heathen that I am, that's what I voted. Get rid of that crap. Keep your getchki crap in church, in shul, in the mosque, wherever you want. Get it out of our face. People don't want to pay big bucks to go to a, a ball game and then have some getchki get out there. In Jesus' name. Oh. Sports nerd fans, 124, like the ones who listen to this station 20 hours a day. I mean, fans is fine because you can't have sports without fans. But sports nerd fans. Oh. Don King, 88. Designated hitter, 77. Golf, 75. Three-man booth, 54. Yeah, and, of course, uh, at least two of them have to be ex-jocks. It is written in the Bible. At least two of them have to be inarticulate ex-jocks who talk way too much and say nothing. And that damn uh, Phil Sims, man. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to do something. I'm going to break his kneecaps on the sideline. I'm going to take him on the sideline sometime. Yeah. Oh, he's just nauseating. Locker room interviews, 49. Pitchers who hit like girls, 34. The middle 50 yards of a soccer field, 26. Two-minute warning, 10. Yeah, but we got to get those spots on. Extra point seven, warm-up pitches five, foul shots two, the huddle two out of 767. Speaking of spots. Yeah. No. M-O-N-D-A-Y-S-U-C-K-S. Hello, bloggers. 
Sorry I haven't posted any new entries lately. I've been too busy playing Sitar Hero 3. <laughs> anyway, death to America and death to Israel. And now, check out this video I shot of the Ayatollah watching the two girls one cup video. <laughs> I swear he almost lost chunks. <laughs> 1017 at 560 WQM. Let's take a look at that schedule for today. We got the Jason Jerk Show from 2 to 4 this afternoon. Hopefully, he won't be bleeding through on our internet feed today. That's more fun when he does. Yeah, I, there was some pretty interesting crap on there. Uh, Jim Mandich, 4 to 7, the mad dog. Then you got your Dolphins All Access. Uh, fortunately, only 35 minutes of that crap. 7 to 7.35 because we got the BCS Championship game tonight. Ohio State and LSU, 735. Oh, boy. Five six seven oh five sixty. Let's get a whole bunch of calls on here to celebrate the first official uh, show of the new year. What do you say? All right. What do you think? Do it. And pound five sixty on the Verizon and Singular Wireless line. Once that delay catches up, now let me just make sure that this dump button works. Can I test it out? Can you tell if it works? Yeah, I'll go look in the other room. Well, you'll do what? He'll go look in the other room. Give him like a uh, look. Give him five seconds. Go um, ahead. Dump it. He'll know. All I can do it now. Yeah. Okay, I just hit it. Now, what happened? Did something happen, I hope? We have to wait for him to come back and dun, tell us dun, if something dun. happened. Play I some uh, filler music or something. No, we don't need no filler. What is your profession? He dumped it. He dumped it. Chris opened the door and asked if you had dumped something. I said yes, and now yes. he's going to go back and look again. No. The it answer didn't is work? no. It didn't work? The answer again is no. Oh Go ahead, ask God. me again. We could do this until what, 10:30 at least. At least that little red light doesn't come on anymore, anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So the intercom doesn't work, and the uh, delay, the dump button doesn't work. But other than that, but the red light isn't flashing anymore. He changed the light bulb. Wow. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes. How are you, buddy? Okay. How's the weather in T.O. these days? Murky, but it's 52 degrees, baby. It's Indiana That's a heat spring. wave. Yeah. Hey, um. Yes? On your poll there that this weekend, I did vote on it, but one of the things I didn't see on there, which I think you'll agree, is to eliminate the juking and jiving in the end zone. Why is that? Who cares? Well, that's something that you used to harp on for years about. Yeah, but I'm used to it now. They, they, uh, you know, they wore me down. I don't care about it. All right. What do you think about? Um, I know with the with Dodd and and um, uh, Biden dropping out, and I think it's really a shame because I think there was a lot of talent in those two guys. They're they're non-existent on the radar screen, obviously, because there's no absolutely zero media uh, attention, but. Wouldn't it be nice if somebody like Barack got in and he took a, a, a culmination of all of these candidates, with the exception of Swery, and made like his own little dream team as far as his, as his administration goes? Do you think yeah. that would be a great idea? Sure. Okay, I can tell you're not interested. One oh, last sure. Thing Absolutely, right. Absolutely. A dream team. Well, I mean, each one of those candidates, you've said so How yourself. about if we get Johnny Cochran and Bobby Shapiro on the Dream Team? We can prop Johnny up. Okay. And one last thing is i got a movie for you to watch, and that is a movie by the name of Wonderland. Have you heard it? No, i never heard of it. It's, uh, I know, it stars Val Kilmer, so before you do the puking, it's, it's about the... Woo! 
the last days of John Holmes after his movie career. No, I'm not into uh, Val Kilmer or John Holmes. Okay, have a great day, pal. Good intentions on that call. Very good intentions, but I'm not interested in John Holmes. I'm more interested in Sherlock Holmes, quite frankly. Aren't you? Sure. I mean, John Holmes was grotesque. His claim to fame was that he was hung like an elephant, but, you know, big deal. That's you know, exactly. an act of nature. Right. Big deal, uh, literally and uh, figuratively. That is correct. Well, my right ear just opened up. I didn't realize really? it, but with this sudden change in uh, climate again, man. Yeah, it'll do Murky it. and foggy, but 52 degrees. Wow. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. QAM, hola. Yeah, hey. Yes. Um, did you watch that thing on Saturday? The uh, the debate? Absolutely not. Oh, man. Hey, let me tell you something. That guy Thompson, dude, I just, I want to step on his face. Yeah. He, you want to sit on his face? No, no, no. Step on it. Oh. Because his, his smart uh, remarks, man, that he plays up to that whole. I'm smarter than now, cowboy redneck thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't stand it, man. And, and it, besides, New Hampshire is like uh, winning second place in a suicide contest. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, man, stay stay true, bro. Later. Okay. Stay true. Be true to your shul, baby. Fred Thompson, he's got ten chances, and they're all in the minus column. He's got no chance. He's got as much chance as little Dennis Kucinich and Ron Paul. Oh, but Ron Paul is a, he's an Internet phenom. He raised $18 million. Big deal. We could use the $18 million, by the way. Yeah. If he would just, you know, write us a check for $18 million. I'd divvy it up with you guys. I share. You know me. I'm generous to a fault. Very nice. And we wouldn't come back tomorrow. We'd just say, hey, bye, Jolly Joe. Bye-bye, you fat slob. Bye-bye. But uh, he ain't going to do it because he's got an ego, you know, Ron Paul. He, he's always, him and Fred Thompson both always had that kind of sour look on their face like somebody farted real bad. It was probably McCain because McCain's certifiably crazy, probably wears a bag these days. He, he's just crazy. Oh, yeah, he wouldn't invaded Iraq without weapons of man. He wouldn't have had to make up a lie. And we need to be there for at least 100 years. He, he's just a crazy forever, person. Forever, forever. Right, forever and ever. A permanent colony. Right. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. My name is Joe <laughs> Oh, boy. He's always ready. I'll say one thing for him, you know. Locked and loose. WQAM, hello. No more Geico commercials. QAM, hello. QAM. <laughs> See, now he wasn't ready. QAM, hello. Hey, Emil. Happy New Year's. Back to you. Yeah, McCain's love kind of freaks me out. But uh, in terms of politics, I mean, who really cares if they're Republican, Democrats? At the end of the day, you know, they're going to do whatever they need to do, whatever they need to say to get reelected. I mean, that's why you shouldn't get emotionally invested in anybody, Republican or Democrat, you know? They're all politicians, man. It's a question of which ones are more evil and more resistance. Exactly. Yeah. I just see all these people so emotionally invested. Oh, you know, we need a change. Obama's the person. I'm not, I'm not emotionally invested. I'm a big Obama supporter, and I'll vote yeah, for him. Yeah, me but too. I'm, I'm not yeah. emotionally invested at all. Yeah. Because I realized too. a long time ago that it's, uh, you know, it's they're not doing nothing for us. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I'm going to vote Democrat, too. But uh, at the end of the day, I think they're going to tell us whatever we, we want to hear. In order. And I think once they get to Washington, I think that's where the corruption sets in, you know. They do whatever they need to do to get reelected. Amen. All right, man. Bye. Good luck to us, sir. See in the afterlife. See in the uh, ne never, never land. See in the uh, etheric. We got 800 votes yet? Well, I'll tell you, these new Geico spots so I call are really bad. 
and in less than 10 minutes. Have you seen this one? The guy that yeah, yeah, Michael Winslow. Oh, man, I don't even know who he is. Michael Winslow is in all the Police Academy movies. Oh, well. He needs some money these days. He hasn't been doing a lot. 791 on the pool. Boy, you're going to do 1,000 on a really very bad pool today. We apologize for that one. No, we don't. I do. Whose pool was that? It was Sean. You you need to apologize, Sean. WQAM, hello. I'm crazy. No kidding. QAM, hello. Now, what kind, I wonder what kind of bread that was. Wonder. Because <laughs> you wonder what the hell it What's was. What's your favorite sandwich bread? Oh, my God, Charlie B. Starting out the new year like a crazy person, like certifiable. What's your favorite sandwich? And what's your favorite sandwich filling? Yeah. Whoa. What's your favorite toilet paper? How about what's your favorite sandwich? You know, Reuben, Monte Cristo, French dip. Canadian Swiss. Sure. Oh. Paper or plastic? <laughs> and is Charlie B. really that spastic? I think the answer is yes. We're just not starting out the new year on the right foot. And, of course, we're all excited about that $4 a gallon gas that's coming soon to a station near you. Thank you again, Mr. Butcher is President, for those low bargain basement gas prices. You maniac. You lunatic. You and your Saudi boyfriend. A bitch named Joy said no fart noise. Took away our sound effects toys. Gave up. Haven't farted since then. All right. She wants to assassinate The only show that gets the bills paid Give up, haven't parted since then Oh my God Well, she'll do anything it takes To defend and validate The behavior of corporate reprobate Give up, haven't parted since then Oh! She'll go as far as suing herself To make our life a stinking hell Give up haven't bought it since then. Don't do this and don't say that unless you're a hardcore sport hold bag. Gave up. Haven't bought it since then. Well, what floats in the toilet bowl is what she knows about radio. She wants to destroy our show. Gave up. Haven't bought it since then. Absolutely. Absolutely. Gave up. Haven't bought it. Since then. Back to you, Gildy. 1031 at 560 WQAM. How's Gildy doing? Anybody ever hear anything more from him other than he's doing those Panther games no, on TV? Not, well now, Chris. not here. Hasn't come back for another interview? I was thinking about that this morning in the shower, the fact that he came back for an interview. See, always, you can always tell who the real vultures are. You know, they, they hear through the grapevine or in the, uh, they read in the newspaper, oh, so-and-so, Hank is uh, getting blown out and Neil's going to be next and Eddie Kay is gone and ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. And all of a sudden, uh, they're sitting waiting to be interviewed again. He just left. So you were thinking of Goldie in the shower this morning? Yeah, Gold, Goldie showers. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Good morning. How are you? I'm okay. Happy New Year. Back to you. Uh, one question. How in the world could QAM take off Hank Goldberg and put on this Jackson guy? How? how? Yeah. They, they just did it very easily. Bada boom, bada bing. Yeah. It's just crazy. Uh, are they trying to put QAM out of business? Yes. I mean, I mean, this guy should not be on the radio. Yes. It's ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> I'm speechless. I'll be next, man. 
Oh, I know. That's a shame. Mm-hmm. No, it's not a shame. It's good. It's like being released from death row. Yeah, but, I mean, they've taken a good product and ran it in the Well, ground. that's Jolly Joe, man. The last two years have been living hell with this guy, and that's, uh, that's what he knows. Just destroy it. Yeah. Butcher it. Well, good luck to us all, Neil. Exactly. I'm a survivor, like I told you many times before. I'll be around. I'll be somewhere. I'll be on your pop-up toaster. I'll be on your uh, microwave. I'll be somewhere. While they're sitting rubbing their high legs together. Oh, look at all the money we're saving. Oh, we don't have any numbers anymore, but... Go out and sell a dollar a holler. Come on. And, of course, he built a wall of football. There's only one problem with that. What's that? And that is, like, we got the uh, college championship game tonight. That's the last college game for many, 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 many months. And, of course, we're already in the NFL playoffs, and then we got the Super Bowl coming up. And then once that's over, that's the last NFL game for months and months. What do we do after the wall of football crumbles down? There ain't no more. And after April, uh, middle of April, there with the uh, NFL draft. What do they do then? Well, then you have all the uh, mini camps and all that stuff. Oh, the mini camps, and then of course the Big O gets uh, rock solid. He gets to go to that uh, combine and to check out their biceps and their uh, cheeks Rectum. and their uh, jock straps. See who's got the biggest jock strap. That 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 whole thing is just. I mean, when you start getting into the minutiae of all of this stuff, it just. Uh, for example, yesterday morning, I'm sitting there watching TV, and I flip over, and I'm, you know, I'm channel surfing, and there's Leafs TV. And what, what is the great fear? Now that they've taken off anybody who might be critical about this horrible franchise off the air, because all of these owners are the same. Oh, you don't dare criticize us. Uh, so they have a fixed camera on the ice at the Air Canada Center for practice. Watching practice. Now, what kind yeah. of a moron? Huh? I said, yeah. What kind of a moron is going to watch that? Well, there's this corner of the building, right? Oh. And there's all the people that work here, except for us. Let's see. Here's another fax. For the pool, how about illiterate ex-jock so-called broadcasters whose only experience in broadcasting have once worn a jock? Uh, the jo- how about the jockocracy? You want to put that on there? Okay. Okay. It- it's sick. It- it's a sickness, man. Everybody who ever played a game, any game, parcheesi, ping pong, tiddlywinks, all of a sudden they're broadcasters. They're on there. They're analyzing. They're slapping each other on the back, on the ass. They're like yucking it up. <laughs> and you got people like Shannon Sharp on here. I'm going to tell you something. I wish I had... Some kind of a device, some kind of a chip I could put in my set so that it would, like, block certain people off of there, like Phil Sims and Shannon Sharp. Annoying. Unacceptable. Unacceptable is what they both are, and many, many more. 811 on the pool. You got that, the jockocracy? Yeah, how are we spelling that? Just like it sounds. Okay. How else would you spell it? J-O-C-K-O-C-R-A-C-Y. All right, that's how I do Should it. we stick a hyphen it's in? It's got a... Why? On the end. Boy, you are... I don't know. So let me ask you, is, is he involved in this uh, separate deal we got with you and Boca? We all, and I got a message from Boca the other day. If you came and showed up, your check. Oh. No. no. The answer what? is no. No, I'm, I'm not, not including Chris. And I, well, I, we would love to bring Chris over, but no. no mean why, do you, why do you say that? Why do I say that? Because he's sitting there across from you. Is that why you say that? Sure. Why not? Yeah. Okay. But we'd like to bring him over where? Wherever. Wherever we go. He, he understands. He understands the, the show. Um, yeah, exactly. To like the diner there. That's right. Take him, take him to lunch. He likes lunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's for damn sure. WQAM. Hello. All right. There's our sound effects. Sweet. Just wait. I got some plans too. Now let me ask you this question: Did he do it again on uh, Friday? Well, he must be talking know. to you, Chris. I don't know. You don't know? 
No. You weren't listening to the jerk show on Friday between 2 and 4? I was busy doing things. Like what? Something. Oh, not connected with this station, though. Well, no. I, I mean, I was doing some work here until about 3. And yeah. then uh, we were driving up and listen here. We had the bongo bongo in the background. No, I apologize. Well, I'm sorry. You better start checking that out because you started the rumors about that, and then people were calling in saying, oh, I started yeah, the rumors? True. It's absolutely true. He plays uh, bongos and music in the background while the show is going on. Yeah, it's all me. Is that to distract from what's going on on the show or whatever? I did hear that uh, through the grapevine that Menasha Skolnick was on there again. Were they? Where were they? In Houston, Dallas, somewhere on uh, Friday? Yeah. I told you Ethan was on the air Friday. Yeah. Ethan and two other sports writers. Oh, it was the round table. Yeah. This station man has tried more different shapes of tables. The, the square table, the round table. And so far, none of them. I mean, like the Kenny and Bo morning show. That was good. That was really... And, of course, there was... Gay. Or not. Gay. That was a great segment. They had all those. And, of course, Toast is the one that came over with all that crap from across the street. Just remember one thing. If anybody ever worked across the street, we want them. doesn't make any difference whether they were good or got any numbers or anything like that or belong on the air. If they worked across the street, you know, the place that's probably going to go out of business pretty soon, then we want them. Especially if they work cheap. WQAM, Hello. Haley. Yes, sir. Happy New Year. Back to you, sir. Not only did they play the drums, but he commented about it. Oh, they don't like our drums. <laughs> no, actually, he said, I'm glad everybody likes the drums. Right. I thought you just got through telling me you didn't listen. Eric just sent us a thing saying he did play it, and he commented on saying, I'm glad everybody likes the drums. No, nobody likes it, and nobody can understand why the hell he's doing <laughs> it. Okay, well, that was it. Well, at least that guy got a good chuckle out of whatever the hell you just said. So Eric said, what the hell was Eric doing listening? Well, he was uh, I have no waiting life. for it to uh, finish recording, I guess, so he could upload the uh, screw-ups that happened while we were on the air. See, I don't know why you want to make a big deal out of that. Like I told you before the show, and I don't want to go into it on the air. He didn't say anything about me. He just said that uh, he listened to ten minutes of the show, and my callers were ripping him an ass. And then Ethan Skolnick asked him about uh, some issue. And that's all I heard. 816 on your poll, man. We're getting a lot of votes on there for a really crappy, stanky, smarmy. The jockocracy is on there. doesn't have any votes. See, a lot of people aren't going to understand what that means. But, uh, you know, we don't want to put like a whole thing. Illiterate uh, jock broadcasters like that, especially on this station. And when Barry Jackass can write a thing about how Joe Zagaki is uh, one of the best uh, sportscasters in the history of the human race, then I know that Barry Jackass don't get out of the house very much. Hey, Barry! You fair. You are so pathetic, man. You, you could be the poster child for pathetic. Barry Jackass. Just tragic. Mommy is making his sandwiches, brown bagging it for him right now, I'm sure. She'll drive him over to the Herald and drop him off and pat him on the head. Okay, okay, son, write a nice article. Say something nice about the ticket. Say something nice about Dan LaBastard. And then Greg Kotex, who, of course, has uh, got his nose up their ass across the street, he's doing a thing on there about Hank, you know, on his blog. about Just just a chance to take a cheap shot and then open up uh, the door for all of their losers across the street. What are those people going to do when they shut down uh, the place across the street? When Dennis Collins says, oh, we're going to, like, uh, lease this thing out to guys who play Haitian melodies and going to actually uh, pump some money in here. I guess they're going to go looking for a job. Really? Wouldn't you? Well, we we know uh, what that's all about. I told you this crowd is working. They're on the payroll across the street. I'm telling you. From the beginning. Ticket, ticket. 
You take it. Before 11 at 560 WQM, I did forget that part of that uh, crap that went on the air on the internets on the mm -hmm. stream on Friday with the jerks. Uh, he did say, he did take a little shot. He said, Oh, well, uh, you know, we're supposed to be a team here, but nobody has the guts to tell certain people. Sounded like him <laughs> all over again. Yeah. 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 No, we're not supposed to be a team. Whoever said that? I'm, I'm not on the team. The team is sports people, okay? Yeah. In addition to which, we're, we're on the way out anyhow. Right. We're, we're if there's created. a rift, we didn't start it. What does that mean? You know, from the very beginning, you know, you're the only one that would promote other people's appearances, other people's shows. You know, we yeah. don't have to go through that. God forbid the name of this show or anything going on on this show should come out of the mouths of anybody well, else. Also, the we're like Red China, man. Right. We're not recognized. Now, I do notice the big dog. Of course, he's a good guy, Joe. You know, he, at the end of the show, Neil Rogers is next, but a beat, but a which, you know, isn't a big deal, but at least it's something. At least he recognizes that we're here, that I exist. And it was the same with the Humper uh, until, of course, right there at the end. And then Mad Dog with his 900-pound gorilla stuff. You know, he, he recognizes the fact that I'm on the station and what's been going on here the last 10 years. But jerks, you know, quit playing the bongos, jerks. Do whatever you want. It's your show. You know, I mean, you follow me. Not, you don't precede me anymore. Thank God. You follow this show. And don't forget, a week from Thursday, we got the book coming out. How do you like that? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. As we try to wheedle a little bonus money out of these bastards. Won't that be great? With New Hampshire's Tuesday primary fast approaching manana, Senator Barack Obama has opened a double-digit lead over Senator Swillery Clinton in the state, according to the latest poll, CNN-WMUR poll. Oh! Obama, the first-term senator from Illinois who won last week's Iowa caucuses, led Swillery 39 to 29 percent in the poll conducted Saturday and Sunday, a sharp change from a poll on Saturday that showed them tied at 33. He's got the big mo, baby. He's got the momentum from the Iowa win. He's running away from her like she's uh, laying prone. And believe me, it wouldn't be the first time, that bitch. Support for former Senator John Edwards, who edged out Clinton for second place in Iowa, dropped from 20% in this weekend's poll to 16%. On the Republican side, John McCain leads over Mitt Romney. Boy, have they got a... What a cast of characters they got, man. Wow. You mark my words, if we do have an election in November, which, uh, you know, it's debatable, but if we do still have one, even with their penchant for grasping defeat from the jaws of victory, Democrats are going to have a landslide. You, you'll see. You see these gigantic crowds coming out? You see the young people, living and breathing people? I'm holding my uh, breath. Hold it. Because, you know, they have an amazing way, like you yeah. said, of snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Yes, they do. Anybody remember Walter Mondale and Michael Dukakis and George McGovern? Anybody remember those people? No. Well, anyway, uh, McCain 32%, Romney 26%. Mike Huckabee, uh, past former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani, gained 13 place. Giuliani 14%, Huckabee 11. 
on Saturday, but on, but yesterday they were turned around. Huckabee, fourteen percent. Giuliani, eleven. See, Huckabee ain't got a Chinaman's chance in hell in New Hampshire because they aren't a bunch of farbis and goyim like they are in Iowa. They don't have all those born again Christians in New Hampshire. It's it's a religious war, is what it's all about. You know, they keep talking about the Muslims and about religious extremism. Yeah, sure, that that's the problems of the world, no question about it. But right here is a micro uh, pu pucum of the whole thing, right there. The evangelicals came out. Sixty percent of the Iowa vote were evangelicals, and they give Huckabee, a Southern Baptist preacher who talks a lot of crap, they give him a resounding win. Won't happen in New Hampshire tomorrow. No chance. And this coming from the guy that gave you that seven horse in the second race at Gulfstream. Right on. And then what? Well, what's and, and you know you were telling me that some of the people, some of our people that were there, were betting the horses I was giving out. Yeah. So you probably made some money for a couple folks. I made some money for some people, and what I got one call about that day you were. Oh, that what guy. A, oh, what a lousy nah, pick that please. horse in the first race. That, that's what I get. That, that's South Florida negative. Now, gee, thanks Look, for giving us that. Uh, it could be raining color. gold, and that guy would be complaining he doesn't like the color yellow. Yeah, right. When's that going to start? By the way, is it like the day it enough. starts raining frogs? I gotta watch Magnolia again someday when I have twenty or thirty hours. Mm -hmm. The results suggest that Huckabee's win in Iowa, which saw him win strong support among evangelical Christian voters, is giving him momentum in more secular, libertarian-oriented New Hampshire, according to Bill Schneider, whatever that means. Among other Republicans, Ron Paul was fifth, ten percent. He's a non, he's a non-factor. Duncan Hunter and Fred Thompson each had one percent. One percent, solamente uno. How do you like that? I could get 1%. My dogs could get 1%. They're both dead. Wow. The poll conducted by University of New Hampshire surveyed 341 Democrats, 268 Republicans likely to vote in tomorrow's primary if it, it had a sampling error of 5%. Mas o menos. The Iowa caucus results have convinced growing numbers of Granite State voters that Obama can really go all the way, CNN polling director Keating Holland said. In December, 45% thought Clinton had the best chance of beating the Republican nominee, but in this weekend's poll, Clinton and Obama tied on that measure on Saturday, and now Obama's got the edge on electability as of yesterday, 42 to 31%. Senior CNN political analyst Bill Schneider said the poll strongly suggests an Obama surge in New Hampshire. He's gaining about three points a day at the expense of both Clinton and Edward Schneider said. His lead has now hit double digits going into the home stretch. Bill Richardson was fourth among Democrats, 7%. Little Dennis Kucinich had 2%. And former Alaska Senator Mike Gravel had less than one-half of 1%. Why bother? Why waste our time, okay? Just go away, Mike. And Obama appears to be pulling even with Clinton among women. When asked which candidates got the best chance of beating the Republican presidential nominee, likely Democratic primary voters now choose. They, they just got through saying that. So there you go. He's pulled in the lead. He's got the momentum, man. He's going to kick some serious ass, even in spite of your negative attitudes about because he's black. You know, because he's black, he's not going to win in the most racist states, you know. Like 40, I'm just saying, you know, maybe I'm a pessimist, <laughs> but, you know, people aren't as honest. Yeah, as but what happened in Iowa, man? I, that was very encouraging. I was, uh, you know, shocked in a good way. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens tomorrow. I'm holding my breath. Anonymity. They're not out there in public with their friends standing up in a room where they're in the privacy of the polling place because it's a real primary in New Hampshire. So we'll see. Behind the closed doors, man, when they get in that lot, when we lock them in there. Then, of course, when they come out, we're going to say, surprise, we're going to go see who you voted for. And then they're going to run like hell. 
Now, you'll see he's going to kick ass in New Hampshire tomorrow. And then the following week, South Carolina just absolutely demolished Willery. What she's going to do after she gets beat three times in a row bad, bad, and comes in, well, no, she'll come in second tomorrow. South Carolina third. 842 on the pool, four for the jockocracy. They've got to go, man. The Phil Sims and the Shannon Sharps of the world, they have got to go. Got to go. Get them off my TV. Annoying ex-jocks. Oh, he played the game. Yeah, but he can't speak. See, he played the game, but he can't speak. Everybody's a broadcaster, like Wendy Martez. And this radio station, of course, has perfected that science. They got it down to a, uh, down to a uh, perfect science. How to find people who sound so annoying that you couldn't possibly listen, even if you had something interesting to say, which they don't. Two young men in ski masks used a paintball gun, modified to look like an assault ri a rifle, to rob two students of their backpacks as the teens were walking to school this morning in Hollywood. The robber's getaway wasn't as successful as the initial crime. Within minutes, police had four young men, ages 17 to 20, in custody at U.S. 441 in Seminole Way, directly in front of the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Complex. Only two of the four were believed to be responsible for the 7 a.m. stick-up near Hollywood Hills High School, but authorities were investigating whether the rest could have been involved in two similar robberies early in the morning in Dania Beach and Miami Gardens. Authorities said the two robbers jumped out of a gold Toyota armed with both a firearm and a knife and accosted two 14-year-old male students as they were walking northbound on North 56th Avenue to Hollywood Hills High. Fortunately, nobody was injured, said Sergeant Manny Marino, a spokesman for the Hollywood Police Department. I wonder if he's kin to Dan Marino. I sure doubt it. But Danny, boy, man, Danny is everywhere. He's on your radio. He's on your TV. He's on your toaster. He's in your microwave. He's in the toilet. Rectum. Oh, he's everywhere. Anyway, the kids are shaken up. They're cooperating with detectives and they're with their families. Keith Bromery, spokesman for Broward County Schools, said, Anytime students are targeted on the way to school, it's a concern. No. Very profound, Keith. If this sort of crime continues around the high school, the district will ask police to give additional focus to the area. Near the Hard Rock, a lone backpack was visible on the ground near one of the suspects who was handcuffed and on the ground. I wonder if they're tasing him, bro. Inside the crime, in addition to the paintball gun in the backpacks, was a real handgun, several knives, and some jewelry. The modifications on the paintball gun were so realistic, police weren't initially sure it was, wasn't an assault rifle, even after they saw it in the car, Marino said. I like that. Bunch of punks, nothing but time on their hands, I guess, going out there and stirring up a bunch of crap and terrorizing young kids on the way to school. Nice. That's America for you, man. And, of course, guns and knives and weapons, stuff like that. You bet. All the more reason why John McCain is a crazy person. <laughs> Let's go out there and kill some people. He is the, you know, for a guy that was a POW all that time, wouldn't you think that he would be, uh, I mean, I mean. Well, I he doesn't he like was... torture. He just wants them dead, you know, and kill them nice, That's quick, right. Kill nice them fast. Clean. Fast and painless. Kill all our enemies, okay? And, of course, uh, he's also against invading, you know, other countries and occupying them for, forever, forever and ever. And I wonder what he's thinking about that incident with uh, Iran this morning. Bomb, 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 Iran. He, he's a crazy person, certifiable, yeah. and belongs in a straitjacket and a rubber room. Biggest name. Anybody who will vote for him has got to be a crazy This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? Radomsky shot me up with last night. 30 cc's in my left cheek And it's gonna keep me on On a winning streak 
I didn't see it. Did you watch 60 Minutes last night? No. 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 No, neither did I. I didn't see it. I don't want to see it. I don't give a crap about Roger Clemens. He makes me sick. Anybody connected with the Yankees in any way, shape, or form makes me want to puke, uh, so I don't care. He says he'll take a lie detector test, and he was smeared and smeared. Yeah, he smeared it all right, just like Barry Bonds was smearing it. Well, I was just smearing that clear, you know, smear the clear or smear the queer. How are we doing on the pool? I don't want to read the results of it because it's just stupid. 864. How much? 864. Oh, that's not bad. We'll be, oh, we'll do the 1,000 easy today. Wow. On the first real Monday of the new year, not too bad, not too shabby. Oh! Boy, when that book comes out a week from Thursday, I hope we get an 80 year. I hope we bleed so much bonus money on these people that they're just bleeding cash, bleeding it. Oh, jeez, we got to pay him bonus money. He's ripping us an ass, and deservedly so. You know what I was just thinking about during that break, speaking of Jason Jerks? No, what? How many different lineups? I mean, we've been on this station now 10 years plus. Mm-hmm. How many different lineups have there been on this station in that period of time? About 30, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, my. It's just how many different morning shows? How many different people between 2 and 4? How many different times have they moved Mad Dog and the Humper, which they finally shoved his fat ass out the door? How many times have they moved them around? 100... God, it's just, it's mind-blowing. Cenk Uger, Cenk, remember him from uh, Smirking Chimp? Yep. He says, Hillary Clinton is a juggernaut. You're not going to get past her with one lucky punch. Obama might have knocked her down in Iowa, but it's going to take three of those knockdowns before she's down for the count. Here's the problem for Senator Clinton. She already has one strike in Iowa, and South Carolina is a guaranteed third. Yes, I just mixed my sports analogies, but roll with the punches. Yes, I guess that pun was intended, he says. I could be wrong, but I doubt it. I'm calling South Carolina for Obama now. Let's get real. About 50% of South Carolina Democratic primary voters are black. If they thought Obama wasn't viable, they would seriously consider Swillery. But now that Obama's on the precipice of winning this thing, no way he doesn't get a gigantic portion of the African-American vote. As Chris Rock said when he was introducing uh, Obama at the Apollo recently, you want to be on the right side of history because you'd be real embarrassed if he won and you wasn't down with it. Oh, man, I can't call him now. I voted for that white lady. What was I thinking? What was I thinking? For that white lady. You know that white lady? No. So I guess it's really Chris Rock calling South Carolina for Barack Obama. I think what he's talking about in jest is very real, though. So it would be a major surprise if Obama lost South Carolina with this kind of momentum. So that leaves New Hampshire. This also makes this do-or-die for Hillary Clinton. Even she can't lose three in a row and survive. If she loses New Hampshire, this thing is over. And let me say it again, the poll taken yesterday, she's ten points behind and dropping like a rock. She's fallen so far back you can't even see her ass. How do you like that? And last time I checked, she's pretty much all ass. Swillery. They don't like her. I don't like her. You don't like her. I nope. bet you Chris don't like her that much either. He nope. really doesn't want to say No, we don't like her. 
There she is. And she's looking really old, too. Uh, and she's also sharpening her attacks against Obama. Again. Too bad. Too late. Next, she's going to be using the word Schwarzer. I'm sure that's coming. You, you bet. Bet all the money you got that between now and uh, when they open the polls tomorrow morning, she's going to be using that Schwarzer word. Not the N-word. That would be even for her a little bit too much. You know, she's going to appeal to all the Jews in New York. The only problem is they're not voting in New York. 870 on the poll. Man, that's not too bad. The invocation. Get rid of it. Our heathen audience wants the invocation gone now. They pay big bucks to go watch those stupid-ass ball games. You know, you go to a hockey game, they don't have a prayer. You go to a basketball game, they don't have a prayer. You go to a baseball game, they don't have a prayer. But the Marlins, when they play, they don't have a prayer. Believe me, more ways than one. But you go to a football game, and that's, uh, you know, it's part of that whole southern uh, mentality. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, let's go to a Marley game at the Rico Center. What do you say? You want to go? Okay. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. WQAM, hello. Hey, how's it going? Uh, is Neil in the air? I beg your pardon? Is Neil there? Hey, you're speaking to him, yes. Oh, okay. Just want to talk with him a little bit. Let me, let me say it again. You're speaking to me, yes. Oh, Neil, hey. <laughs> I just wanted to think on you a little bit, man. Just thinking about you, I was uh, over the holidays in Europe and thought about how you talk about the difference in culture. and Yeah, man. First yeah. time for me, it was great. Where were you? Holland. Oh, in Holland. Yeah. In Amsterdam. And so, and other places. That was one of the places I went in Holland. Right. It was good, man. Well, good. What freedom? What shock to be free? Yeah. Yeah, huh? And what a bunch of uh, maniacs in the street. Yeah, but you know, everybody minds their own business. Okay, well, I'm glad he had a good time. Whatever. He, what did he just say? Anything profound? No. I don't know. He wanted to uh, tickle What freedom, you man? What freedom? Freedom to be annoyed by a bunch of uh, Rasta creeps in the street. Coke, Viagra, get out of my face. Get out of here. I don't want your crap. Why not? Why not? As long as I live, I'll never forget that line. Not interested. I don't want it. Why not? I don't want it. I don't use it. I don't need it. Get away from me. Take your Rasta, take your dreadlocks and turn them into deadlocks. Get away from my face. Go take a bath this year. Once will be good. Oh. But, you know, but it is someplace you'd really enjoy. You'd love it. Would I? Between the hookers and the hookah. Yeah. I don't like hookers. Hooky. What do you mean you don't like hookers? I don't like hookers. I like hookups. You'd get hooked up. All right. To the end of a long... Cube! WQAM, hello. I'm out of Medicaid. Yeah, good. QAM, hello. Yes, sir. You know... When it comes to politics, you would hate all women. Why don't you be honest? Why don't you turn your radio off, Goofball? Yeah, why don't you turn the radio off so we can hear, since you're such a great intellectual? Well, am I right or wrong? Be honest. Wrong. Didn't I just get through saying that Madeleine Albright would have made a great candidate and Barbara Jordan, rest in peace, would have made a great candidate? I just got through saying that last week. I didn't hear that. Excuse me. So, okay. in other words, the fact that I don't like swillery means I don't like all women? Oh, there he goes. Click. There he goes. Coward. Spineless jellyfish coward. Heterosexual pig. Yeah, I'm gay, therefore I must hate all women. Oh, what an ass. What an a-hole you are, sir. I hope you elope with Joe Bell, okay, and he winds up on top. That's what I hope for you. 
I hope that he oozes his bloody diarrhea all over you from head to toe, every inch of your pathetic, putrid, stench-filled body. But have a nice day. <laughs> As Mike Siegel would say, have a nice day. See, if you don't like swillery, therefore you're anti-woman. That's what we were talking about. Diane Feinstein, she would be fine. Huh? Barbara Boxer, she would be... Uh, sure. There are, there are plenty of women who might be viable candidates who I would be very enthusiastic to support. Just Swillery ain't one of them. She is absolutely unqualified. Un unqualified. Unqualified. If she wasn't Mrs. Bill Clinton, she there wouldn't she would be getting two votes. That that's what she's running on. She's Bubba's wife. Big deal. Jackie Kennedy never ran for office. Oh, there, she was on biography yesterday. Jackie, what a gold digger, man! What a gold digging whore. Anybody wants to look at her and either, oh, there you go again, knocking women. Well, she was a gold-digging whore, that's all. Anybody that would touch Arionassis, my God. Am I right? Right. Well, what do you know about her? You were just a, a, a punk. I wasn't alive then. You weren't even alive? No. That was 63, right? Not when he got assassinated. I'm talking yeah. about later on when she, when she uh, started. In fact, it was like 60 after Bobby Kennedy got assassinated. That's when she... Uh, you know, As a small ahead. child, I remember vaguely people talking about this bitch I didn't care about. Is that the Jackie one? Jackie Kennedy? Yeah. Oh, she, she, she spoke French. She was in the Bouvier. Bouvier. She spoke big, fat, French. hairy one. I beg your pardon? She had a big... I mean, uh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a world. What a world. 12 minutes after 11 at 560 WQM. We've got another great offer for uh, like we do every week. God. Hillary wants to be president of the United States. Her theme song will be money for nothing. My dire straits. Like John Kerry and Al Gore. Wonder what she has in store. Hillary wants to be president of the United States. Had a great pantsuit, she walks by Looking just like any other guy Except she's wearing earrings and lipstick of ruby red With her big calves and awesome laugh She wants to lead the Democrats But it's hard to support a person with a pumpkin head Hillary wants to be president of the United States while her hubby chases tail and looks at pictures of playmates, it would be a sight to see Bill Clinton as first lady. Hillary wants to be president of the United States. She wants to catch Osama and defeat Barack Obama with a voice that sounds like fingernails running down a chalkboard. Screaming from a podium while her husband is getting some Hiding from his wife who kind of looks like Gerald Ford Hillary wants to be a president in 2008 And I bet she does a great job when the Democrats debate Would you be shocked if she won? We'd see another Clinton In the White House as the president in the fall of 2008 1118, I don't like her, okay? Am I, is that a crime? No. Am I entitled to not like her? Yeah, really, I don't like her. I didn't like her before. I don't like her now. Right. I'm not going to like her uh, whenever. Right. By the way, I want you to do me a favor, okay? I don't ask for much. You got it, man. Next time you see the Muffmeister, I want you to ask her whose account that is and who wrote that piece of... That, that was the worst 
piece which, which of Which one was it? Because you know I don't pay any attention. Joey the Baker, okay? All right. One of our fine sponsors that's going to be doing the 50% uh, off on Thursday on WQAM.com. Not on NeilRogers.com and not with copy like that that was written. It looks to me like a Petey Lenny job. I don't know. Although usually I should give him a little more credit than that. It'll, yeah, at I least he at does least some he, things. Huh? At least he does some things. Yeah, that, that's right. He's got some I wonder which, which loser is responsible for writing that abortion on a piece of paper there. On NeilRogers.com, my ass. Somebody doesn't even know how the damn thing works. Okay, let's get the phone cranking again here. That, that guy brought proceedings to a halt there. Oh, you don't like women. That's why you don't want Hillary. Even Bubba don't want Hillary, okay? Do you see how disgusted he looks, especially uh, the other night in Iowa? He stood behind her with that disgusted look like, oh, my God. She's not going to win this thing, and I'm going to have to put up with her every day. Plus, he wants back in the White House. He enjoyed it. He enjoyed the trappings, you know, the crappings and the trappings. Can you imagine the tea rooms in the White House? Mm-hmm. You think they have gold-plated fixtures? Remember, uh, Johnny, what was the uh, school board member? Oh, I don't Way know. Way before your time. Johnny uh, Jones, was that his name with the uh, gold? Johnny Versace, fixtures? I don't know. Big scandal in Dade County once upon a time. 901 on the pool. Boy, Chris must be just uh, crutching and critching in there, huh? Going to get way over a 1,000 votes today on a really crappy poll. I like the poll that uh, whoever that was uh, sent in a little while ago, somebody anonymous. If I won the lottery, I'd blank. Yeah. You don't like that one? That's fine. That's a fine one. Also, we suggest for today's poll something we could do without in sports. Men slapping other men on the ass. That, that's a good choice. You want to put that on there, Chris? Sure. Men slapping other men on the ass. Slap them. See, any, any other uh, endeavor in the world, that would be considered so gay. But these are macho men, so nobody would suspect that that's a gay thing to do. Slap a guy in the ass. Where I come from, the, 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 the kind of world that I hang out in, if somebody slaps another guy, if a guy slaps another guy in the gay. ass, gay. That's like tapping your toe in the tea room or sliding your foot under the stall or crawling under the stall and saying, pickle anyone? Like that. Mm-hmm. Do you say pickle or tickle? Pickle here. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how are you, sir? Okay, sir. I am uh, here to say that no matter who uh, gets elected, we know it's going to be a Democrat, and after eight long, miserable um, years that every time I even see our president speak, I can't dive for the dial fast enough, yes. and I'm happy that we are going in a new direction, and no matter who gets it, we all have a lot to be thankful for in the new year. Amen. Thanks. Well said, sir. Hallelujah. Let's hear it for Barack Obama, baby. Let's get rid of these uh, goyim. Let's get rid of the bush crowd for crying out loud and swallow her too. But pack her up too. Pack her up in a suitcase and ship her ass out. That's what Bubba's saying. Ship her ass out. The, I, and of course, you know, she projects that same ice princess uh, personality when she speaks. That's her. It's not just I'm assuming that. That's her. That's just what she is. Cold, calculating, full of crap, unqualified. All of these, you know. And, and, and totally unrepentant about voting for the war and voting for funding the war and consistently for this. It, it's not even a war. It's just an invasion and occupation is what it is. It's like what Hitler did in Czechoslovakia and in Poland and every other place that uh, the world sat by. Oh, we've got peace in our time. Yeah, piece of crap. 5670560. Oh, I see a lot of lines open on that board. A lot of vacancy in the hotel. What a shame. And by the way, did I mention the Tampa Bay Bucks really suck? Did I mention that? Not yet. They suck. They're pathetic. 
Did you watch any of that yesterday? Uh, probably about half of it. The Redskins. Oh, my God. Jesus. Oh, what an atrocity with, with no less. And, and the Giants with no less than your boy, Eli. Eli's coming. I'm sure don't want to see that. Eli Manning. If his brother is Peyton Manning, then he is definitely Sandy Peyton Manning. What the hell was that all about? What kind of a performance was that? Huh? Five, six, seven. Just what I said. You think Eli Manning's a good quarterback? He's okay. He sucks. He's no Tom Brady. But who is? WQAM, hello. Did I vote? I'm off next. WQAM, hello. QAM. Yes, sir. Uh, I'd like to talk to Neil. Speaking. This is not Neil. Uh, this is. Uh... Let me say it again. Speaking, okay? Yes, sir. Okay. Argue uh, some more. I'm, I'm trying to disguise my voice. I'm uh, actually a uh, member. I'm a long-time uh, listener, first-time caller. And I'd like to tell you that uh, I really love your show. And um, actually, it's amazing to uh, speak to you. Um, I just want to tell you about the poll. Actually, the Johnny Depp poll, the Ed Wood thing is fantastic. Uh, I don't know if you've uh, seen the scene with Martin Landau when he's in the autograph. Uh, seen, uh, well, I, w- I watched the movie, so how could I have not seen the scene? I, I mean, I understand that, sir, but, uh, you know, anyways, uh, it was like, uh, you know, Peter North and uh, Lexington Steele walked in the room with Ann Coulter and... Uh, yeah, Pope. okay. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. I bet she's got that written out longhand, you know what? I bet she spent all weekend writing that out. Didn't help. No. Gornish Telfin, Pally. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, I want to speak to Neil. Speaking. Neil? Yeah. Yeah, uh, this is uh, Phil. Uh, thank God I go to Panthers game now because you haven't cooked your food there now. Because what? Thank God. Hello. They have thank kosher God. food there. They yeah. have kosher food? It's safe. Yeah, it's safe yeah, to go yeah, now. yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. safe. You can avoid the trace. Yeah. No, no trace. No. no. That's kosher food there by Paul Plock and... Uh, and is it, as, <laughs> is, 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 is it as badly as overpriced as the rest of the, is the trade food? What else is new, all right? Yeah. But uh, Paul Plock and uh, the leader of the Temple Beth Omni Market... Mm-hmm. You got a phone number for him? He's up to this. What? Does he have a website? Uh, he probably does. Hold on. I'll give you one yeah. second. <laughs> yeah, okay. Cox of <laughs> Wow. When did Dow clean that baby out? Wrecked him. WQAM, hello. The crazy people vote. Kosher food at the Panther game. Kosher food. We're quelling. Maybe we can get some Jewish players on the team, huh? I doubt it. Matthew Schneider. Sure be an improvement. They're not going to make the playoffs either. Don't start with that hockey talk, okay? Don't let Clarence influence you. It was probably a setup call. Jewish and hockey, okay? Clarence. Isn't that immediately who comes to mind? Obama widens lead. You, along with the people of Iowa, will have more to do with selecting the next president than just about anybody else on the planet. And, and that is remarkable. And it is a responsibility I know you've taken seriously. That's why you're here today. But we've got to follow through and finish up. Please give Dave a big round of applause. Nice going, Dave, whoever you are. There's your next president right there. Even though you're skeptical, I'm telling you right now, sure there's a lot of racist bastards out there. But after eight years of butchery and lunacy, plus the fact that everybody's going to be out on the street, you know, their homes are all being they're foreclosed. Yeah. We've got a real bad recession coming, man. Come November, people are going to be revolting. 
like most of our callers. I'm spreading my legs for Jesus. I am the sanctimonious Senator Larry Craig. I'm a naughty, naughty man when I remove my pants and take a penalistic stance. I'm spreading my legs for Jesus and my constituents. If you gotta take a poo, just tap a little shoe, and I'll bend over forwards for you. When you gotta poop, all you gotta do is cruise and say hello. hello. I have my sanctimonious hole hovering over the bowl, and I'm married, you know. I'm a push supporter. Oh, I'm spreading my legs for Jesus. And I'm certain that he does not mind. You see, religionists of my kind, of the neo-fascist right, stand heads above, up in my behind. Oh. Always right. Love it there, or. Oh. As they say in some circles. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes. Hey, there's a place above you called, like, None of It or something. I was looking on a little address book. It's got, like, a map in there. I don't know how to pronounce it. None of it. There's a place above me. No, yeah, it's called a ceiling. Look yeah. up. No, north of you. North of you. And, and it, I, I was none of it. None of it. Yeah, that's kind of like a yeah. population twenty nine thousand. Anyway. And, anyway, and what anyway, about hey, it? Nothing. I was just looking. I wanted to know if you knew about it. Anyway, what about Obama's it? Gonna, Obama's going to win, man. He must know John McCain. WQAM, hello. WQAM, yes, sir. Neil. Yes. Hey, Neil, that, that was pretty funny, that Larry Craig. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was the guy that, there's people that call in and, uh, saying uh, he's, we're going in a new direction. What, what are they talking about? Uh, they're they talking about they're they fed up with the way it is right now, and they're hoping they want higher taxes better. and to go into a recession. I higher taxes for the rich. That is correct, sir. Higher taxes for the rich. Well, more importantly, what's your take on Parcells? Yeah, take, ah! take a dump, moron. Typical, one of the typical Bush people, man. Crazy. Crazy person, like John McCain and George Bush and all other people of that ilk, like Jolly Joe Bell. Here's the poll, 924 votes. What should be eliminated from professional sports? Invocation 245. Amen to that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Sports nerd fans, 134. Crazed people like him. Bill Parcells, my ass. Old fat ass. Don King, 105. Designated hitter, 87. Golf, 87. Sport. Oh, brother, that's a sport. Three-man booth, 66. How about a 50-man booth? How about John Wilkes Booth? How about Shirley Booth? Locker room interviews, 58. How about post-game uh, press conferences? How's that? Mm-hmm. You want to put that on there, Chris? Sure. Post-game, everybody and their uh, brother is sitting in front of a microphone. It's the coach. It's the quarterback. It's the uh, water boy. It's, uh, oh, my God. Quarterback's boyfriend. I mean, come on already. Jesus. Pitchers who hit like girls, 44. 
the middle 50 yards of a soccer field, 34. The jockocracy, 20. Boy, that's moving up the ladder, I told you. The public is tired of all these illiterate, dumb jocks. Get them off the air. Two-minute warning, 13. Extra point, 13. Oh, and my favorite part, of the, is it the NFL today? Is that the one on CBS with Shannon Sharp? Mm-hmm. Is where JB says, and they're going through the highlights at halftime. And he goes from Danny Boy to uh, Cower. Is Cower on that one? I can't keep yes. track. And then to Shannon. And he'll go, Shannon, Shannon. Have you ever heard him do that? Um, it's his turn to, I usually uh, don't watch the uh, Shannon. stuff. Shannon, my ass. Okay, what is wrong with you people? Extra point 13. Warm-up pitches eight. Men slapping each other on the ass has already got four. Think about it. I've been talking about that for 25 years, and nobody wants to uh, deal with it. It's very, okay, okay? These are supposed to be macho men. Keep your hands off the other guy's ass. That's all I ask. Wreck them. Foul shots for in the huddle, too. Out of 9.24. You're going to make a 1,000 uh, pretty damn soon. Then they will fear you, man. Uh-huh. WQAM, hello. This is Hitler. WQAM, hello. Neil, how come you don't do doo-wop shows anymore? And you talk about the singers and a little bit of history. Sir, you're doing fart sounds after... No, I'm doing raspberries, okay? Don't be accusing me of doing fart sounds, you moron. No, you are doing We'll that. send you over there to Joyce, okay? We'll let, you, we'll let her slap your ass till it's red and raw. And your ass, too. How do you like that? Chooses me of doing fart sounds. Hillary booed at New Hampshire Democratic Party dinner. Did yeah. you see this? No. Tell us all about it. If the New Hampshire Democratic Party's 100 Club dinner is any bellwether, Barack Obama will win handily. In New Hampshire, when Obama, the dinner's last speaker, took to the stage, the crowd surged forward chanting, Obama, and fired up ready to go. So many people pressed toward the stage that the announcer asked people to please take their seats for safety's sake. Not for old times' sake, for safety's sake. By comparison, Hillary was booed twice. The first time was when she said she is always and will continue to work for change for you. The audience, especially from Obama supporters, they were waving Obama signs, let out a noise that sounded like a thousand people collectively groaning. Ugh. The second time came a few minutes later when Clinton said, there are two big questions for voters in New Hampshire. One is who will be ready to lead from day one. The second, and here Clinton was forced to pause, as boos from the crowd mixed with cheers from her own supporters, is who we can nominate who will go the distance against the Republicans. She ain't even going to go the distance against the Democrats. The dinner held in the Hampshire Dome in Milford is the largest political dinner in New Hampshire history, Republican or Democrat. More than 3,000 people attended, and they were booing Swillery. They booed her ass. Get out of here, you bitch. You ice princess. You phony dyke. Get out of our face. Who'll be ready from day one? Yeah, she knows where the tea rooms are in the White House. She knows where the... Uh, Big dinners are held in the state room, you know. Mm-hmm. She knows that. And she knows where Monica was diddling her husband. She knows that. That's about it. 929 on the pool. None for post-game press conferences yet? Come on. Who needs it? Who needs it? Jock sitting in front of a microphone. Just like we used to do here on QAM, although not, not so much during the show anymore. They didn't interrupt us for that big announcement about scam camera getting canned last week. Why not? That would have killed some good time. That's why they wouldn't do it. Now, did you find out whose account this is, by the way? Not yet, no. Well, work on it. Feverishly. WQAM, hello. Neil, please? Yes, speaking. How you doing? All right. Hey, did you see the... I read something on the Internet about an incident with uh, O'Reilly trying to attend Obama 
support. And he yeah, and he shoved, he shoved a security guard, and then he pretended he didn't do it, yeah. Yeah. Nobody's ever going to get in a way of a, of a camera on the factor, on the factor. He's a, just a jerk, you know. They should have kicked his ass. Right. All right, have a good one. Yeah. See, well, I don't. I don't mention those things because I don't want to give him any more publicity. Remember when he was first coming on radio in this market, and his people were calling us. Oh, Bill o would like to be on the Neil Rogers show. I said no way. And and to this day, that was years ago, and they still can't crack a one share on him. Oh, his radio show gets oh point oh uh, in, in this market. Nothing, zero. Doesn't make the needle move on the Richter scale. Oh point oh 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 oh. Yeah. Nice going, Steve Lappa. Everybody's a stupid star, man. And, of course, every time he farts, the media goes nuts, you know. Billow. Billow did this, and Billow did that, and Billow said this, and Billow was breathing heavy on the phone, and Billow was telling more lies and BS. Find out who wrote that copy, by the way. You slut, you whore. Okay, 14 till noon at 560 WQM. Are you going somewhere on Thursday again? You're going to be out uh, out and about or not? No, for lunch, no. Once a month is what the, the plan oh, is. Once a month. But that's not necessarily going to happen. Uh, you know, it, uh, it depends on who's interested. Although the, um, the Gulfstream people thought it was uh, really nice, and they might do it again uh, a couple times. Well, good. Yeah, I had fun. And then we can uh, win you some more money out there. Another Sounds five or seven sweet. bucks. Hillary Clinton, now this is written by Jessica Yellen from CNN. If you ever hear Jessica Yellen, man, she makes a lot of noise. Hillary Clinton is the only one worried about Barack Obama's post-Iowa momentum. A former top Republican official tells CNN Obama could win a significant portion of the Republican vote in a general election if he becomes the Democratic nominee. How do you like that? All right. I like it. The leading Republican strategist who requested anonymity because this person advises a number of Republican presidential candidates told CNN, I think Barack Obama is a potential Robert Kennedy or Reagan figure. And in terms of raw political horsepower, he's the most electable of any of the Democrats and potentially more electable than Bill Clinton. If he ran the right campaign, he could appeal to a substantial number of Republicans and independents. 
This person insists Obama's nomination isn't a done deal. He could make a mistake. His people could get overconfident. He needs to continue to push his theme, even as she continues to hit him on different issues. In the days since he won the caucuses, the New York senator's campaign has hit Obama on a number of issues, including his decision to hire a former lobbyist to manage his New Hampshire campaign and his past position on the Patriot Act. Former President Bill Clinton compared Obama's early position on the Iraq War to President Bush's, and national reporters were summoned to an urgent conference call because some callers on the Do Not Call Registry had received robocalls from Obama's campaign that Clinton's staff alleges didn't fully comply with election law. Yet now, Obama holds a 10-point edge over Clinton and New Fool of New Hampshire. He's going to win in a landslide tomorrow. You'll see. The 10% was yesterday. He's getting three points a day. He's going to win in a landslide. He's going to beat her eight ways to hell. Am I right? Yes. Yep. Look at that phone, man. Dead as a doornail. What has this got to do with Bill Parcells? That's what I'd like to know. What has this got to do with the big tuna? Huh? I wonder if uh, if your buddy Charlie B put that on the pool. What kind of filling do you like in your sandwich? How about tuna? What a what what kind of poles are these, man? He must have been doing some serious acid over the weekend. I mean, this is the worst pile of crud. <laughs> Isn't it? You know, I'm his biggest uh, defender, and, uh, you know, I appreciate what he does. Yeah, and he usually needs defending. I um, I can't say too much about these in his defense. What's your favorite sandwich <laughs> filler? If I put that poll on our website, I would get lynched. You know what's good about them, though? Chorizo, yes. We didn't have to make them. We didn't have to make what? Still. Polls. I mean. As if I would use these? Yeah. Now, see, the idea of the poll is we don't have to make them into something that we want to use that might be good, that might be interesting. Not what's your favorite sandwich bread, Kaiser roll, pumpernickel, sourdough. Oh, my God, Charlie. Oh, talk about scraping the barnacles off the bottom of your Rectum. ass. Hitting new lows, man. WQAM, hello. QAM. Neil. Yes. Um, after what Barry Jackson wrote last week about Joel trying to get out of his lease, mm-hmm. uh, how long do you think the station across the street is going to last these days? How, how do I know? Not long. No. You think Lincoln is going to pick him up and continue as a sports station? Any yeah, guess? Abe Lincoln. Yeah, Abe Lincoln. How, well, what are you asking me do I think? What difference does it make what I think, you moron? What, what, what's your take? What do you think? I don't know. How the hell do I know? I got crystal balls? Jesus, God. What do you think? What do you think? What's your take? What do you, what's your take? I don't know, and guess what? I don't care either. I couldn't care less. I have no interest in that abortion across the street. None. Zero. I don't hear it. I don't want to know from it. I don't want to listen to it. And as far as Joel Feinberg is concerned, him and Jolly Joe Bell are a match made in purgatory, man. Two overgrown children. I'm going to show you. Playing with the same ball, man. Playing with the same toys. We're going to build a wall of football. A wall of football. <laughs> what does that mean? Do you have any idea what that means? Uh, I'm trying to picture it. I, uh, I envision a lot of footballs. A wall of football. That's <laughs> Jolly Joe Bell's strategy. season, man, which is most of the year. A wall of football. We got the Kings. Kings playing any more games this year? No. We got the Fish. No. Fish playing any more games after their 1 and 15 season? No. No. He's going to build a wall of foot. You're going to build a wall, all right, and you're going to be underneath it. That's what you're doing at this place. And I've, and I've been the one calling that for two years now. 
mm-hmm. piece by piece, brick by brick. Maybe that's the wall he's talking about, the wall of destruction. The Berlin Wall? Like that. Remember the wall of destruction by Mary, Barry McGuire? Hey, Barry. You fair Wall of confusion. WQAM, hello. Yes, I'm looking through your website and uh, the needed burqa. What happened to that? What? The needed burqa. What, what does that mean? What uh, are you talking naked about? Naked women you used to have. You, you need us for naked women on the Internet? Do you really? Do you not yes, know where I to go? Know. Yeah. I mean, you could Google no. naked women and you Yeah, we're listening, sir. Place. We're listening to this pathetic uh, excuse for what, a call. What yeah. is Google? They're gone. They're long gone. They're not on there, okay? There are no naked is, women on our Google, website. Sir? What? Google. What is that? Yeah, Google. Google. That's what you are. Google. Like a, like an infant. Google. That's what babies say. Your, Google. Stick your thumb up. Sit on it. Yeah, that's that's right. Stick your thumb up your Rectum. ass. Pull out a plum. And then eat it. WQAM. Hello. Hi, Neil. You know, I've been looking over the results and everything, and I've decided we should all vote for Lolita, Lolita, me chupa la pingi. WQAM, hello. Yes, Neil. Yes, sir. My favorite Johnny Depp movie of all time is Blow. Yeah. What about you? You like Blow? Blow off. Blow this. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I kissed the ground. In fact, you know, I'd like to work a deal. I never have to come there again, ever. I don't ever want to be in South Florida again, ever. Maybe I'll get me a place in Buffalo. You know, like a P.O. box, something like sure, that. Sure, a mail drop. Yeah. Yeah, mail drop. QAM, hello. WQAM, hello. have a mail drop? Yeah. Pants. I bet. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay, how are you doing? Pretty good. I just wish you'd come back down to Miami. No. Or else I'm going to have to go up to Toronto. Can I, can I stay over for a week? No. Come on, please. No chance. What do I have to do to be your friend? <laughs> Send a picture. Yeah, don't, <laughs> I, let me give you the answer to that. Don't ever call the show again. That would be a good first step. Be my friend. Godfather. WQAM, hello. How you doing? Okay. This is Chuck Norris. <laughs> that was up, Chuck. WQAM, hello. Hello, Scott. Yes, sir. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How's it going? Okay. Hey, uh, I, I got an email back from one I sent Joe Bell. I was yeah. complaining about the beast polluting the airways. He said mm-hmm. he'd look into it. The beast is going off on January 22th. They hired a guy from Kansas City. That's good. That's good. The beast is not. <laughs> it should not be near a microphone. That is correct. <laughs> okay, thanks. And neither should you. 961 on the poll, man. Next hour, we're going over 1,000, and then after that, there's no holding us back. And I thought this poll was bad today. I'm looking at this pile. Wow. Favorite sandwich filler. Oh. And you know something? They gave me crap when I did the one about your favorite candy bar, which I, I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a lot of fun. Didn't you? It was a lot of fun. I mean, Yeah, it was a lot of fun, but they don't... We don't want to. We don't like it. We We're in Florida. Well, you stay there, okay? Including that schmuck I called before. I can't afford any new friends here, okay? I'm already overloaded. Now, did you find out who wrote this piece of copy? It's it's Pete Lenny, and he's rewriting it right now. 
What, what did I tell you? Because it sounded like him. Right. With all his cutesy little lines that he puts sure. in there. To, he and then ran out right of here. He did what? You'd be impressed. You know, I sent a text. He he ran in here practically before I sent it. That's he how should have ran in there in tears. Yeah, well, he doesn't even know what website we're doing the tears. thing on. Okay, true. A guy who tries too hard to be clever and cute and funny. And you know three things about him: he isn't clever, he's not cute, and he's definitely not funny. Well, he's funny looking. Yeah, that's for damn sure. And you, you can know, go to the Neil Rogers page to get the uh, link. Remember, Eric put that uh, link up there a while ago? Let me say it again. Let me say it to you again. The promotional idea is for them to go to QAM.com. Don't you understand that? Why are you, why are you defending the indefensible? Because you're a pus? Is that why off. you're doing it? I'm just just to be argumentative? I'm supporting this show's uh, website. Oh, guess what movie I watched last night? Something you've seen before? Give me a hint. Yes. A Kiss Before Dying, the original okay. one of Robert Wagner. Oh, the original one. Okay. Oh, man. I've seen them both. He looked so good in that movie, I could have just, oh, started at his toes and worked all yeah, the way Yeah, that up. wasn't my reaction when I watched it, no. Each week we give you the opportunity to try one of the area's restaurants at half off, and this week's feature is going to be one of the classic Italian restaurants, one of the best in town, Joy the Baker and Pembroke Pines. Now, those chain Italian places, they're overpriced and have the same old parm. Do you know what that means, the same old parm? No. Well, Time to register. Mark Morgan. It's the 12 to 1 hour on QAM. NFL Films presents The Dolphins Suck. In the 2007 campaign, players, reporters, and fans agree. The Dolphins Suck. Not only do they suck, they suck out loud. Their players suck. Their coaches suck. And those pastel uniforms, oh, daddy, do they ever suck. But on a rainy Monday night in Pittsburgh, the Suckfins took sucking to a whole new level of suck. They lost a 3-0 ball game with 17 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter, thus prompting football fans everywhere to shut off their TVs, shake their heads, and shout upon high, the Dolphins suck. Amen. Bubba one at 560, although at least they don't have Jeff Garcia at quarterback. Like the Bucks. Did you see that game, Chris? I watched about half of it before I uh, fell asleep. Now, does he suck, Jeff Garcia? You fairy. I mean, on the field. Um, 68 on your poll. I'm not asking you for a real opinion, okay? Just the idea that the Redskins were even in the playoffs is so embarrassing to me and humiliating. And the fact that the Giants won their game, just, uh, I, don't, I don't get it. Well, they were playing a girls team, the Bucks. The Bucks suck. George McGovern says, why I believe Bush must go. Nixon was bad. These guys are worse. Remember George McGovern? Sure do. He used to be a guest on my show when I was on INC at night, every now and then. Those were the days, baby, when I was on a real radio station. Remember those days? No, you don't. Why do you remember IOD? Mm-hmm. Remember the Paxson days at IOD? Sure do. That was pretty radio-ish. It was. As compared to this. Don't right. forget, speaking of that, we got the Jack show with the music in the back. Watch your backs, Jacks. I'm going to try to get uh, like a real drum in here, and I'm going to accompany him personally. No, seriously, well, what is that all about? Can you explain it to me? We tried. He's I, I cool, don't you know? When you play jazz, it makes you look cool. It makes you what? Look cool. Don't you know jazz is cool? 
We got filler music. Oh, yeah. This is from Ren and Stimpy, as a matter of fact. It's why? From Ren and Stimpy. Oh. And so is that. Why saw it said R&S? I thought Rick and Suds. <laughs> That's what an old fuddy-duddy I am. This is the opening thing. Speaking of drums. Yeah. It don't get any bongo than this, baby. Daddy-o. I might be tempted one day uh, to come in here and listen for about five minutes. I doubt it, though. Do you like it? No. George McGovern says, as we enter the eighth year of the Bush-Cheney administration, I've belatedly and painfully concluded that the only honorable course for me is to urge the impeachment of the president and the vice president. After the 72 presidential election, I stood clear of calls to impeach President Nixon for his misconduct during the campaign. I thought that my joining the impeachment effort would be seen as an expression of personal vengeance toward the president who had defeated me. Today, I've made a different choice. Of course, there seems to be little bipartisan support for impeachment. The political scene is marked by narrow and sometimes superficial partisanship, especially among Republicans, and a lack of courage and statementship on the part of too many Democratic politicians. So the chances of a bipartisan impeachment and conviction are not promising. But what are the facts? Bush and Cheney are clearly guilty of numerous impeachable offenses. They've repeatedly violated the Constitution. They've transgressed national and international law. They've lied to the American people time after time. Their conduct and their barbaric policies have reduced our beloved country to a historic low in the eyes of the people around the world. These are truly high crimes and misdemeanors to use the constitutional standard. From the beginning, the Bush-Cheney team's assumption of power was the product of questionable elections that probably should have been officially challenged, perhaps even by a congressional investigation. In a more fundamental sense, American democracy has been derailed through the Bush-Cheney regime. The dominant commitment of the administration has been a murderous, illegal, nonsensical war against Iraq. That irresponsible ventures killed almost 4,000 Americans, left many times that number mentally or physically crippled, claimed the lives of an estimated... 600,000 Iraqis, according to an October study from the Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health, and laid waste to their country. The financial cost of the U.S. is now $250 million a day and expected to exceed a total of a trillion dollars, most of which we borrowed from the Chinese and others, as our national debt has now climbed above $9 trillion, by far the highest in our national history. All of this has been done without the declaration of war from Congress that the Constitution clearly requires in defiance of the U.N. Charter and in violation of international law. This reckless disregard for life and property, as well as constitutional law, has been accompanied by the abuse of prisoners, including systematic torture, in direct violation of the Geneva Conventions in 1949. I haven't been heavily involved in signing, uh, singing the praises of the Nixon administration, but the case for impeaching Bush and Cheney is far stronger than was the case against Nixon and Spiro Agnew after the 72 election. The nation would be much more secure and productive under a Nixon presidency than with Bush. Indeed, has any administration in our national history been so damaging as the Bush-Cheney era? No. How could a once-admired great nation fall into such a quagmire of killing, immorality, and lawlessness? Asked George. It happened in part because the Bush-Cheney team repeatedly deceived Congress, the press, and the public into believing that Saddam Hussein had nuclear arms and other horrifying banned weapons that were an imminent threat to the USA. The administration has also led the public to believe that Iraq was involved in the 9-11 attacks and other blatant falsehood. Many times in recent years, I recall Jefferson's observation, Indeed, I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just. 
The basic strategy of the administration has been to encourage a climate of fear, letting it exploit the 2001 al-Qaeda attacks, not only to justify the invasion of Iraq, but also to excuse such dangerous misbehavior as the illegal tapping of our phones by government agents. The same fear-mongering has led government spokesmen and cooperative members of the press to imply that we are at war with the entire Arab and Muslim world, more than a billion people. Cooperative members of the press. Another shocking perversion has been the shipping of prisoners scooped off the streets of Afghanistan to Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, and other countries without benefit of our time-tested laws of habeas corpus. Although the president was advised by the intelligence agencies last August that Iran had no program to develop nuclear weapons, he continued to lie to the country and to the world. This is the same strategy of deception that brought us into war in the Arabian Desert and could lead us into another unjustified invasion of Iran. I can say with some professional knowledge and experience that if Bush invades yet another Muslim oil state, it would mark the end of U.S. influence in the crucial Middle East for decades. Ironically, while Bush and Cheney made counterterrorism the battle cry of their administration, their policies, especially the war in Iraq, have increased the terrorist threat and reduced the security of the USA. Consider the difference between the policies of the first President Bush and those of his son. When the Iraqi army marched into Kuwait in August of 1990, President George Herbert Walker Bush gathered the support of the entire world, including the U.N., the E.U., and most of the Arab League, to quickly expel Iraqi forces from Kuwait. The Saudis and Japanese paid most of the cost. Instead of getting bogged down in a costly occupation, the administration established a policy of containing the Ba'athist regime with international arms inspectors, no-fly zones, and economic sanctions. Iraq was left as a stable country with little or no capacity to threaten anybody. Today, after five years of clumsy, mistaken policies and U.S. military occupation, Iraq has become a breeding ground of terrorism and bloody civil strife. It's no secret that former President Bush, his Secretary of State James Baker III, and his National Security Advisor General Brent Scowcroft all opposed the 2003 invasion and occupation of Iraq. In addition to the shocking breakdown of presidential legal and moral responsibility, there is the scandalous neglect and mishandling of the Hurricane Katrina catastrophe. The veteran CNN commentator Jack Cafferty condenses it to a sentence. I've never seen anything as badly bungled and poorly handled as the situation in New Orleans. Any impeachment proceeding must include a careful and critical look at the collapse of presidential leadership in response to perhaps the worst natural disaster in U.S. history. Impeachment is unlikely, of course, but we still must urge Congress to act. Impeachment, quite simply, is the procedure written into the Constitution to deal with presidents who violate the Constitution and the laws of the land. It's also a way to signal to the American people in the world that some of us feel strongly enough about the present drift of our country to support the impeachment of the false prophets who have led us astray. This, I believe, is the rightful course for an American patriot. As former Representative Elizabeth Holtzman, who played a key role in the Nixon impeachment proceedings, wrote two years ago, it wasn't until the most recent revelations that President Bush directed the wiretapping of hundreds, maybe thousands of Americans in violation of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act and argued that as commander-in-chief he had the right and interest of national security to override our country's laws, that I felt the same sinking feeling in my stomach as I did during Watergate. A president, any president who maintains that he's above the law and repeatedly violates the law, thereby commits high crimes and misdemeanors. I believe we have a chance to heal the wounds the nation suffered in the opening decade of the 21st century. This recovery may take a generation and will depend on the election of a series of rational presidents and congresses. At age 85, I won't be around to witness the completion of the difficult rebuilding of our sorely damaged country, but I'd like to hold on long enough to see the healing begin. There's never been a day in my adult life when I wouldn't have sacrificed that life to save the U.S. from genuine danger, such as the ones we faced when I served as a bomber pilot in WW2. We must be a great nation because from time to time we make gigantic blunders, but so far we've survived and recovered, says George McGovern. Bye, George. Remember George McGovern? No, you don't. I do, actually. 
977 on Chris's poll. And what do we need to get rid of? What should be eliminated from professional sports? And the invocation is winning hands down your pants. There's Hillary looking like not over a day over nine. Is out uh, talking very aggressively about the things that Barack Obama is doing wrong. Uh, she said, listen, it's, it's one thing to talk about change. It's another thing to actually have done it. So uh, there's a very aggressive push against Barack Obama and a very aggressive push on the ground to get Hillary Clinton's voters out. That's where she belongs, on the ground. Or maybe in the pound. There, and there's Candy Cowley, man. Is she looking bad today or what? Not that she has days when she looks really great. She's looking extra, too much makeup today, you know? No, I don't know. I'm not watching it. Well, why not? What are you watching? I'm now? watching Spick TV with a half-naked woman on it dancing oh around in a God, gold outfit. Oh, my God. What a man. Yeah, and better than what you're watching. That's for damn sure. And better-looking women. Howard David's a bitch. And then, of course, that's unusual for me. But I was just thinking about this thing with the dump button. You know, maybe Fix It still doesn't have this thing uh, activated down there. Maybe that's like that's possible. I'll tell my department head. You're going to give your department what? No. Oh. Nothing. Good. And that's exactly what they deserve, by the way. Look at that phone, man. Dead as a doornail. You think we weren't even on the air now? Too political today, baby. We don't want to hear politics, even though we got the New Hampshire primary tomorrow. And that's what anybody with an IQ over three is talking about in America these days. We don't want to do that, not our QAM. We got planes flying into buildings. What's that got to do with the ball game? What's that got to do with the Dolphins, with Bill Parcells? We got to talk about sports. And there might have been a jock on one of those planes. Yeah, I never thought about that. Or in one of those buildings. Right. Five six seven oh five sixty. Here's my last push for calls today. We were on a pretty good roll there for a while. 
And pound 560 on the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. Once that 45-minute delay catches up with us, we'll be in good shape. Don't forget the Jason Jerk Show, 2 to 4 this afternoon. No extra charge for the bongo music. Now, is it is it all bongo music, or is it no, other, no, like, just jazz? No, like, like drum solos and jazz, uh, drum solos and jazz oh, music. Oh, jazz, like man. Harry That's cool, Daddy. Oh, Jr. cool. Oh, yeah. Cruel. Like Love's 94. It's wow. cruel. W- cruel and cool. QAM. Hey, my my worst thing with sports today on TV is the sideline reporters. Mm-hmm. The inane babble they spit out while the game is going on is just Yeah, why ridiculous. does it take 75 people to broadcast a game now? It's ridiculous. And, and it used to be okay when they'd come on when somebody got hurt and they'd give you a report from the bench mm-hmm. whether they're going to come back. But they have, like, prepared packages that they interrupt plays for. It's just ridiculous. Absolutely correct, sir. Okay, thanks. Sideline reporters, there's another one for your poll, Chris. Put it on now. You do it. Nine. Nine ninety-two, boy. In this segment, we're going to go over a thousand vote, and it's not even twelve thirty yet. Wow! Eat your heart out, Jolly Joe. Eat your parts out, baby. Tear your kishkis out. WQAM, hello. They let me out. WQAM, hello. QAM, hola. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I agree with you about the uh, football. I mean. Uh, the only really good team in the NFL right now is definitely, of course, the Patriots. As the four teams that had the buys are the four best teams. Every other game was terminal. That Tennessee-San Diego game was 3 nothing. Oh, just, just desperate, man. The San Diego sucks. Yeah, I, I, I mean, they're going to have The fact that they had to, like, pull it out of their ass to beat Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee couldn't score in a whorehouse. You know, they're pathetic. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, uh, all those teams that, that won this weekend, they're just going to get absolutely pounded by the teams they play next week. Correct. Okay, but well, what did I ever? Don't say it. What did I ever? Too late. Don't say it. Too late what? You already said it. No, see, you just see, you can't just call and have a conversation. No, no. Because all of these idiots, and I mean idiots, they've got to have a handle. You know what I mean? That would they make them a normal person, and we can't have that now, can we? I have no life. That, that, that's their identity in life. Mm-hmm. Oh, Omni, what did I ever do to you guys? Yeah. The new Rogers Show, quarter slots <laughs> guy. I'm the guy oh, with oh, the oh. eyes. <laughs> Oh, I, I feel uh, sorry for us, just like Don DeLuise said in Fatso, and he said, I feel sorry for me. I feel sorry for us. You know it's plus 12, it's 54 degrees? No, the I seventh didn't, I didn't day, know. Uh, Enero, and we have 996 votes. Four more for 1,000. Oh, right. Then Chris, then Chris can sit back in the chair and eat again. WQAM, hello. Yeah. Yeah. How are you, sir? Okay. Two questions. One, I'm trying to web... Uh, Listen to you on the web, and it keeps coming in and out. That for any particular reason, or no, it's the first report I've had of it. It uh, goes and then stops for a little, streams for a while, and then it'll stop for like thirty seconds and stream well, we'll, again. We'll definitely uh, stick our nose into it. Um, I'm on your website. Where do I take the poll at? <laughs> if I could say that. Where do you take the poll at? Well, I'm, I'm looking at the website. Do I have to go on your own website? Or the <laughs> let, w- let me ask you this. Could, <laughs> could, very the pool, could the pool be any bigger than it already is? You see the bad <laughs> thing is on the Neil QAM website. Oh, yeah, on the QAM website. That's not our website. That's the station website, neilrogers.com. Get with it, sir. Very, very confused man. I feel so bad. Not. 997. We only need three now. They're pouring in by the ones. Yeah, if the streaming was a problem, it's, uh, you know, he's the only one I'm hearing it from. That's probably his connection. Yeah, you got a you got a French con- connection, sir. Bad. 
Get a new computer. Do, go out and uh, do something constructive. Spend some money. WQAM, hello. QAM. Another, another, not a line check or a line twister. He's twisting the phone cord. QAM. Uh, yeah. and, and, yes. Yeah, who, who is uh, Luann? Why do you call him Screwan? You keep talking. WQAM, hello. Aaron. QAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes. Yeah, I called Friday and I believe that we got... Oh, not again. Not again. WQAM, hello. I'm free. I'm free. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes. I just want to say you'll notice that whenever the talking heads are talking about uh, Hillary, it's the Clintons. You know, it's not just Hillary. It's not Hillary mm-hmm. Clinton. It's the both of them. Like they're joined at the hip, yeah. Yeah, no, no. It, it, it's horrible. And uh, my my assumption is Barack Obama is going to have uh, Julie Lieberman as his vice Yeah, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very Love funny. Love Very funny. Not. No, Barack Obama's too smart to do that like Al Gore did, you know, back in uh, 2000. Julie Lieberman. Uh, again, Democrats... Grasping defeat from the jaws of victory. That's the only thing that made it possible for them to fix the election. He would have won in a landslide. As it is, he won a popular vote by over a million votes. But not the Electoral College, which should have been abandoned a long time ago. That also makes it so much easier to fix the election. We got a thousand votes. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, happy day. Oh, we got a new piece of copy now. Isn't that nice? From Petey. He said, let me know if that's better. And then he ran out. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. He must be, at least with him, you could uh, count on a copy. He was always writing shtick. He wouldn't let me do my own shtick. He would always do that. But at least it was something that made some sense. But I think he's hanging around this uh, Raleigh crowd too much now, and it's uh, rubbing off. You know, you know what's the effect that it had on everybody who came back, like Brian Schmutz? And, of course, uh, what's his name there? Uh, uh, Todd Dreck. He hasn't been near that studio in, uh, in a, a dog's age. Am I right? Right. And you want to know why? Because he don't want nothing to do with this. And we don't want nothing to do with him either. We don't want nothing to do with him. Everything. Every, oh, you got to do this for me. Remember speaking of Screw Ann when he used to walk in behind her uh, skirt? Always behind her petticoats there, man. Always uh, hanging on to her uh, uh, apron strings. There was nothing petty about her coat. Oh, my God. Well, Todd wants you to do this. Todd could never speak for himself because he knew that it was always something nobody wanted to do, you know. And that you told and, him to go. Uh, some piece of crap, some garbage, which I'm tempted to say what it is, but probably better not. Who's going to give Ricky a blow? Oh, I don't know what it is about them, their whiny little voices or their big noses, those goofy hats. Tiny little schmeckles. I don't know. They just they just rub me the wrong way. Anti-Semitism lives in every speech and love we gives. It's in the news. Oh, oh, oh. Hillary hates Jews. Oh, my God. Spewing hatred through the halls. Boston people's matzo balls. It's in the news. Hillary hates Jews. Oh, my God. You won't catch her light in a menorah. No. God, she must have a wonderful aura. When she speaks, I 
wanna cry She could use a good rabbi It's in the news Oh, 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 oh boy Hillary hates Jews 1231 at 560 WQAM Happy Monday to you, January 7th of January, man It's all over now A lot of these people, once it gets to a Hanukkah and Christmas and New Year's They take these extended Every day's a vacation, baby But you know what? Sooner or later, unless you win the lotto Unless somebody leaves you a lot of money, you got to pay the piper, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. you got to come back and do this horrible thing called work. Yeah. Lotto is only $9 million Wednesday, but you know what? If I win it Wednesday night, which I'm sure I won't, but if I did, Thursday, you're on. And good luck to you, by the way. I mean, $9 million, how much could I send you if I won $9 million? If I won that $38 million last week, what I would have sent you some serious Whatever money. you send me, I'll say thanks. <laughs> and what would I send Chris? How many cents? About 30, man. Oh, my God. That would be very kind. Attach a collectible stamp to the envelope. How's that? How about if I send it postage due? No. <laughs> WQAM, hello. Jennifer! WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. Uh, I just want to tell you, I know it's a long delay, but I finally got around to watching Network and Faster this weekend, and I'd say... You, uh, watch, you watch what? Network and Fasto for the first oh, time. Both. Wow, what a weekend. And uh, can you make a list of moves to see? Because right now you're hitting a uh, thousand percent right now. Can I make a list of movies to see? You need to have it on there. List of movies required viewing. I think you should have like everyone to see because so far you're, you're hitting them on the head. No pun intended. Okay. I will work on it. And also. Yes. The fact that you're not a jock sniffer. I know you, a lot of people call you with, you know, sports questions. The fact you're not a jock sniffer, I think that's why people want to hear your opinion. Because I don't think most people are jock sniffers. It's just, you know, forced down their throat. Yeah, but you see, there's something something you understand. When they call and ask my opinion about those things, it's never about anything I care about. It's like, well, what do you think about Parcells? I don't care about Parcells. I don't care about the Dolphins. I don't care about Wayne. I don't care about Jimmy Syphilis or Danny Boy or uh, the Brainstem. I I don't care about any of that. So I, I, I don't have any opinion. Okay. Okay. Okay, good deal. Okay, see you. I mean, he makes a valid point. I mean, I could answer those questions, but I don't care. In addition to which, we already got 20 hours a day of that jock-sniffing stuff on the air. I, I don't want to, like, uh, get sucked into it, because once I start answering those questions, then there will be a whole bunch of them. Oh, Neil's doing a sports show now. Oh, that's really great. Maybe and they'll renew you. Uh, what? If you do, maybe they'll renew you. I don't want to do a sports show, and I don't want them to renew me. And guess what? They would love for me to leave tomorrow. They want the salary off the books tomorrow. That Again, nobody has said that in those words, but that's my perception, okay? If I left tomorrow, they have a party. Not a farewell party for me, but about me. That's what they would do. I mean, I, you look at what happened with Eddie Kay and Hank, and it's not just the fact that they blew them out the door. They, they can blow anybody out they want to, including me. But it was the way that it was done. And this is Jolly Joe, man. This is this current regime. They aren't people persons at all. They're evil. They mess with people's lives, which is what this business does best, by the way. They mess with people's lives. George. Yeah. I'm just, I just passed that along just for, uh, you know. Well, thank you. For your consideration. WQAM, Hello. Hey, Neil, did you read that uh, article on Jack Why He got fired from ESPN. He sent someone an uh, email at the show that do they want his chocolate thunder. And I mm-hmm. think George has a lot of guts to try to criticize Jack's show. Who? What? What? You have a lot of guts to try to criticize his show? Whose show? 
He's not criticizing anybody's show. He's talking about the fact that he plays bongo music in the background during the show. He doesn't listen I to I wasn't talking about that. Other people were. I mean, whatever. Yeah. I have a lot, lot of guts nerve, criticizing man. his show. You got a lot of guts. Oh, yeah. You got some real big cajones, baby. Yeah. Yeah. To criticize a uh, show that's going to be going off the air soon. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yeah. I don't Reverend take Jones. this the wrong way, but how long have you and Reverend Jones worked together? WQAM, hello. Oh, WQAM, hola. Hello? Yes. Have yeah. you been okay in these lonely, lonely, lonely days? WQAM. <laughs> oh man who needs to go to the asylum when you got this show man no extra charge like a one-way ticket wqam hello i would prefer to have you 24 7 and get rid of all those jokers that are there with sports uh radio okay wqam hello neil hi sonny fox here wow sonny fox <laughs> obviously not but boy he had it down yeah what, what was that? That was the Sonny Fox impersonator. Nice job. But what was that? What was what was that sound? A, a beep and hang up. You know when somebody slams the phone down and they hit a button at the same time. You know while they're doing it. Wow. That might have been him. Just like uh, Stan Major said, that was uh, uh, Don Johnson. Maybe that was Don Johnson doing a Sonny Fox impersonation. WQAM, hello. I'm out. I'm out. Good. QAM, hello. Yeah, Wayne Northrup's a homosexual. Dump it. Do we even know who that is? Who's he talking about? Nobody. I don't know. Is that some jock? Probably a friend of his. Oh, probably his boyfriend. WQAM, hello. I'm ill. No, no kidding. No kidding. No kidding. Bulletin. We got over a thousand votes. I don't need to look at that horrible poll again. We better come up with a pretty decent one for tomorrow because we've got we had the Johnny Depp poll on Friday and this one today about uh, what we can do without in sports. Let's take a look at it though, just once, and then maybe again before the end of the show. Maybe we have thousand twenty-one vote. What should be eliminated from professional sports? The invocation two sixty-six. God bless America, baby. Here's some getchki in Jesus' name. It always used to crack me up. And, and get me pissed off at the same time. You go to a Dolphin game, which there are just tons of Jews there coming from Broward, and maybe one or two from Dade, and two or three from Palm Beach. And here's the invocation with some priest, and he's doing this, uh, and in Jesus' name, and all of the Jews are standing there like, what? Well, what's with the Jesus? What's with Yoshki, you know? It's called insensitivity, intolerance. It's called unacceptable, and it's the NFL freaking way. It's, it's a football thing. It goes back to the uh, high school football games in Texas in the Deep South, where they have to have the prayer before the game. So after the game, the quarterback can go out and screw about 15 cheerleaders. Isn't that what they pray for? I guess. Invocation 267, get rid of it. Sp- uh, sports nerd fans, 140. Don King, 111. Designated hitter, 94. What about Dick Vitale? He's only in basketball, so. What? He's not around all that well, much. What about like Don King? Months. He's around too much. Golf 91, three-man booth 71, locker room interviews 67, pitchers who hit like girls 49, the middle 50 yards of a soccer field 37, the jockocracy 31. Oh, please. 
Get rid of him. Bring back Howard Cosell. Extra point 15. Two-minute warning 14. Post-game press conferences 9. Warm-up pitches 9. Men slapping each other on the ass 7. Sideline reporter 6. Foul shots 5. And the huddle only 3. My favorite is the huddle when all the guys... And I, I, I mean, I just don't understand it between hitting each other on the uh, ass and holding hands in the huddle. Now, am I right? You've seen that, uh, Chris, I'm sure. It's team unity. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, something like that. I, I call it gay. That. You call it team unity. I call it... Uh, Sam is kind of like taking showers together. Now, if you start holding hands in the shower... honey. Before it happens, you get it here on News and Six, L.A.'s top news team. Benazir Bhutto has been assassinated. And, and now we're going to go directly to California where press conference is about to begin. There may soon be another baby in Britney Spears' life. Her 16-year-old younger sister, Jamie Lynn, is pregnant. Will Jamie Lynn's hit TV show be canceled or postponed? Her mom was very upset at first. The release of her mother's book on parenting is being postponed. And when we continue, 62 people are dead after a real-life hungry, hungry hippo devours a boatful of tourists. We'll have team coverage. News at 6, L.A.'s top news team. The media is sick and needs help badly. The media is sick and needs help badly. The media is sick and needs help badly. 12.45 at 560 WQM. God forbid that Dr. Phil should stick his nose in all this Britney foolishness, but he did anyway. Talk about yeah. a grandstanding phony. He's as phony sure. as a $73 bill. Television's Dr. Phil McGraw said Britney Spears was released from a hospital Saturday, but still needs psychological help. The troubled pop star was taken to Cedar Sinai Medical Center by paramedics Thursday night after police were called to her home because of a dispute involving the two sons she had with ex-husband rednecky Kevin Federline. My meeting with Brittany and some family members this morning in a room at Cedars leaves me convinced more than ever she's in dire need of both medical and psychological intervention, McGraw told the programs. I wonder if he mentioned that she kicked his ass out and said, Get out of here, you phony, you, you quack, which is the most rational thing she said in years. She was released moments before my arrival was packing when I entered the room. We visited for about an hour when I walked her into her car. I'm very concerned for her, he said. McGraw planned to talk more about Spears on his daytime talk show this week. Oh, my God. These are people we're supposed to care about. You know the good thing for me? I don't. Yeah, That's the reason I'm still alive. Aren't you pleased? No, I knew that already. Oh. And the Britney sister and her pregnant five-year-old sister and her trailer trash mother and all this other crap with her parenting book that never got to the press? Well... Oh, there's uh, With many Mitt Romney. He's out, by the way. He's on the way out. It's going to be between McCain and Huckleby. Now, how do you think Huckleby's going to do in the Deep South with all them, uh, like in South Carolina, with all them Bible thumpers? Mm-hmm. Remember when the, we had the group of Christians who were going to make South Carolina a Christian state? Remember that? Yeah. And all the Christians were going to move to South Carolina, and everybody else was going to be forced out, you know? No Jews allowed, no uh, atheists, certainly. And you know how many Christians moved there to South Carolina? Nine. Yeah, maybe. Didn't work out too good. Oh, now they're talking about Roger Clemens on CNN. All these innocent people being butchered. All this crap they're trying to start up to, to, to create another incident, just like they did with the Gulf of Tonkin, which was a lie by Johnson. There was no incident. They just made it up. See, that's the way foreign policy works. They come up with a plan, and then they make up stories so that they can carry out their plan, just like Iraq. They make a whole bunch of stories up. 
But nevertheless, what, what does that have to do? Oh, here's a great story. This is much more important than any of that. Tom Jicker wrote a column, Gambling's Big Wheel, based on TV show. You know what this column's about? I give up. Wheel of oh. Fortune. How do you like that? Did I mention I won two grand at Woodbine yesterday? Did I mention that? I don't recall. I so, did. Hey, congratulations. How do you like that? Ending a bloodletting that went on for a couple of weeks there. Boy, it was, it was getting kind of grim. And yesterday, last night on the uh, dollar machine, I got a spin for a thousand, and everybody's, oh, gee, nice going. I'm thinking, just mind your own business and watch how fast I'm going to race out of here. I ran out. I didn't walk out. I flew out of there. Tom Jicka says, this is how powerful a whole TV has on America. Even when people are gambling at a casino, the pull of favorite TV shows is irresistible. Slot machines traditionally have paid off on cherries, oranges, plums, and bars, and had names like Double Diamonds, Red Hot Sevens, and Red, White, and Blue. They've been joined and in many instances surpassed in popularity by slots with TV tie-ins. Deal or No Deal, Jeopardy, The Price is Right, Miami Vice, I Dream of Genie, and the all-time champion, Wheel of Fortune. Without a sign of Patton Vanna, Wheel of Fortune has spun its way into gambling history. However, you're wrong about that, Tom, because on the two-cent, the gigantic wheel, which I'm sure they have at other casinos now, too, um, if you get a spin, you have to have three Patton Vannas on the, on the thing, then you get a spin. And then there's like a little clip of Patton Vanna coming out and saying, Oh, great, get ready to play the bonus game. We hope you win, and blah, 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 like that, you know. So there is a sign of Patton Vanna, which makes me know. And then after you get whatever you got, they come on again and say, oh, nice going, and we hope to see you again soon, and uh, Fool and his money are soon parted, and stuff like that. It's the most popular slot machine ever, said Steve Calabro, Vice President of Gaming for Magna Entertainment, parent company of Gulfstream Park in Hallandale Beach, where George was last week and had a wonderful time. Yes, I did. Now, you never saw the slot, though, the slot room? No, but uh, I'm thinking of going back again, you know, and this time taking a proper look around. Because it was take, really palatial. Take a couple of grand with you. Oh, yeah. Send it to me. And I'll take Aventura it resident Pam, gamblers aren't prone to wanting their full names in the newspaper, said on a recent afternoon at Mardi Gras Gaming that she and her husband are regulars. He heads for the poker room, and she looks for a Wheel of Fortune machine. I love it, and I hate it, she said. I hate losing money, but I love playing the game. Well, who doesn't, Pam? Wheel of Torture. The affection for the game stems in large part from the opportunity to hit big with a bonus spin of the wheel, which looks just like the one on TV, the wheel. Spin the veal. Those who get lucky are rewarded with multiples from 15 to 1 to 1,000 to 1 on their wager. A tourist from Montreal, Gaetan, said she watches the TV show regular and looks for Wheel of Fortune machines, whether she's vacationing in South Florida or Las Vegas, or at the casino in Montreal out there on the island, eh? Where all the frogs speak to you in French, and you say, uh, No parlez-vous français, I don't speak French. Oh, well. And they continue speaking to you in French. It's all about getting to spin the wheel. That's why I play the game, she says. She prefers Mardi Gras and Hallandale to any of these Sin City casinos. She says, I never win in Vegas. Join the club. I think one time, all the times I went to Vegas, one time I won. And the rest of the time I lost my fat Rectum. ass. Calabro, who's been in the gambling business for more than a quarter century, remembers introducing Wheel to the Taj Mahal in Atlantic City when he worked for Donald Trump. It was an immediate home run, he said. More than a decade later, Wheel is still circling the bases around the clock, an unprecedented achievement. Traditionally, slots have a life cycle of 18 months to three years. Most last about two years. Wheel of Fortune has completely bucked that trend, Calabro said. Ten years from now, it'll still be hot because the customers demand it. Amen. 
Wheels, well, without question, the most successful slot game there is, is Dan Atkins, Vice President of Mardi Gras Gaming. If I could buy Wheel of Fortune machines, says Mardi Gras Director of Slots, Mike DeLuca Jr., I would buy all of them. Uh, but, unfortunately for casino owners, it's not possible. About 70 to 80% of slot machines you buy, Atkins says, but Wheel of Fortune you have to lease. The additional recurring expense is worth it, according to DeLuca. Most of the time, every wheel machine is taken. You have to wait to get a seat at one. To which I would say... I have no life. No, I would say... Absolutely <laughs> correct, sir. Well, that too. The same is true at Seminole Hard Rock in Hollywood, according to Gary Bittner, spokesman for the Indian Casino. It's hard to find a seat at a wheel machine when it's busy. Because they're all looking for the good machine, man. Familiarity is an asset, Bittner said. People know the title. Also, it's tall and colorful. Wheels profile in the casino also is elevated by a chorus like Wheel of... A chorus like Wheel of... Fortune chant heard when somebody qualifies for the bonus spin. And also, Tommy, even when somebody doesn't qualify for the bonus spin, it's built into the audio of the game. So you're sitting there, nobody's getting any spins, but the audio spits out, Wheel of Fortune, and you're looking around like, who got a spin? Nobody, but it's just, you know. It really is noisy, Gaetan said, hoping to hear those magic words herself. A fairly new jumbo-sized Wheel of Fortune carousel, at which multiple gamblers can play simultaneously, has made the game even more of a presence on casino floors. That's the two-penny one I'm talking about. Two cent. But in order to get the spin, you have to play 40 times uh, something. So even 40 times, 40 times five is what? You're asking me a math question? I thought we had 200 a times five is 200. 200. Times two cent is four dollars. Correct. So it says two cent machine on there, but if you're going to play the max, you're playing a four dollar machine on. The bonus spin is probably the biggest factor in Wheel's popularity, Tommy says, because it fosters a perception that it pays better than other slots. Wheel was a pioneer in offering a secondary element to traditional slots, which pay off solely on matching symbols. Wheel does this, too. Certain icons stop in the right places. And, of course, any veteran Wheel of Fortune player knows, Tommy, that the big payoffs are on the line. Not on the wheel, on the line. Bonus rounds are now commonplace on the latest generation of slots, but none has the cachet or instant recognition of Wheel of Torture. Steve Borey, a Broward resident, author of the annual American Casino Guide, concurs that Wheel is the most popular slot machine ever made. However, he wonders whether the bonus round isn't calibrated to pay out a certain percentage over time, just as the more traditional <laughs> Oh, my God, Steve. Just as the more traditional slot machines are. I believe it's predetermined, but there are people in the industry who will tell you both sides. He said, of course it's predetermined. What's wrong with you, man? Like they're just going to keep paying out thousand after thousand after thousand. Are you a crazy person or what, Steve? He wrote the American Casino Guide. Oh, my God. Doesn't that scare you? A little bit. Scares me a lot. Payoffs at the Broward Racinos, Gulfstream, Mardi Gras, the Isle of Pompano Park, are about 90% over the long haul. haul According to Bory, however, during any given hour or day, the percentage can be much more or less. It's a fact of life in all casinos that the greater the wager, the higher percentage the return. Dollar machines pay back a greater percentage than quarter machines, which pay more than nickel machines, which pay more than penny machines. And, you know, let me tell you right now, some of the machines that I've had really good luck on are dime machines, man. So to hell with a quarter slot guy, I like them dime machines, man. But, of course, you play 15, time, 15 lines times 3 uh, credits is 45. So you're paying 4.5 bucks every time you hit the button. See how they got you coming and going? I see it. You think it's a dime machine, man, but if you play the max, it's 4.50 a spin. Oh. The latter are misnomers of a sort. It says, although it's possible to play a single cent, a typical wager is a dollar or more to cover all the potential winning lines. That's right, Tommy. 
Other slots with TV tie-ins, such as a Deal or No Deal, might be exceptions to the rule of predetermined paybacks because the way the bonus round is designed, Borey said. Just as on the TV show, the player has a chance to take the deal tended by the machine or to continue in pursuit of a greater payoff. I Dream a Genie operates in a similar manner. The bonus round challenges the player to pick genie bottles, each with a number that increases the payoff by that multiple. Mixed in are several game-ending bottles, which abruptly kill the bonus round. How quickly this happened depends on the player's choice of bottles, you know? <coughs> like the TV show, Genie has fallen out of vogue and is difficult to find these days. So is another TV-themed slot, which you'd think would have endless appeal in South Florida. The space on the Mardi Gras slots floor now occupied by de- uh, Deal or No Deal used to be filled by Miami Vice. But Crockett and Tubbs have been canceled again, says Tommy. You think Stan Major's upset about that? Do you know that uh, that time I mentioned him on air, he actually called my house? Did he? Did I tell you that? No. Stan Major, now on News Talk Radio 610, WIOD. If you missed Don't the call my house show, again, Stan. You missed this. Well, then what the hell is your problem? Kane is in New York, fella. When he would do a show, I don't want Kane back. I just told you that. But well, then, then who do you want? I think who do you want? You want Alan Burke? No, of course not. I think you want Joey Reynolds? No, of course not. Then what the hell do you want in the air? Silence? I mean, is that all we have to choose What do you... Want? Give me a name. But is that all we Who have? do you want? Is that all we have what to What kind of content... Do you want during two to six? I Hear the next Stan Major show this afternoon at two on News Talk Radio six ten WIOD. This is Arnold. This is not a tumor. It's the one to two hour. Please follow the feet. Please follow the feet. That's what I got me some cleats. I can say cleats. No. We'll live in both places at the same time. Will he be thinner or still be fat? Or will he adopt a cat? I don't think he'll want to move back to Florida. No. When he's 69. <laughs> Making a sandwich, slapping around in his underwear. Syndicated worldwide on the satellite Or just still waiting for the Beasleys to die Will he be spending most of his time Lunging at Woodbine Keeping his time filled, rewriting his last will When Neil's 16, You think he's going to spend a lot of hot times in the town of Berlin? Yay. Or is that too queer? He'll be an old gay you. I'm dying over here. A much older, cranky girl with olive oil in his shoes. Will he retire or be on the air on Sporthole Radio? Will he win Lotto or marry young Paco when Neil's 69? 103 at 560 WQAM. Happy Monday to you. And speaking of gambling, which I just read, did you find that at all interesting, that article I just read or not? No. Why? 
About the Wheel of is Fortune? It, yeah. yeah Why do not? I have to explain it? Yes. Because you don't I, play slots. I don't play slots. Yeah. And if I did, uh, maybe maybe I would be half interested in it. You're going to be interested in this. All right. Maybe. All maybe right. not. I'll let you know. The Seminole Tribe's gambling agreement with Governor Charlie Crist Gay. has been officially approved following today's publication of a notice announcing the deal in the Federal Register. It's official. Are you interested in that? Yeah, whatever. Despite a final attempt last week by Florida Attorney General Rednecky Bill McCollum to delay the agreement, the controversial gambling pact is now in effect according to the Bureau of Indian Affairs spokeswoman, Nidra Darling. The tribe has said it has, uh, it's six to seven months away from installing the new games in its seven casinos. Under the deal, the Seminoles can run Class 3 or Vegas-style slot machines as well as card games, including blackjack. In return, the tribe will pay the state at least $100 million a year for 25 years. But the agreement still faces a challenge in the Florida Supreme Court. House Speaker Marco Rubio filed suit in November, shortly after Christopher and the tribe signed the agreement, arguing the governor didn't have the right to bind the state to the deal without legislative approval, and that case is scheduled for arguments in Tallahassee on January 30th. About 30, man! So how do you like that? So it's still up in the air, like everything in Florida. Oh, we don't want to have that here! We don't want that! It's so immoral and illegal and evil! Oh. Right? Right. And There's Mitt Romney again. He's got all the look of a badly beaten loser on his face. And, of course, New Hampshire, that's right in his backyard there, right next to Massachusetts. Which I used to say differently, but I didn't say it that way. No, now. not anymore. Joist. I'll get joist if I say it that way now. Massachusetts. What? You heard me. WQAM, hello. Hey, Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I've been listening to you uh, 20 years, first time I ever called you. Great. I, I seen that article about the Wheel of Fortune game, and I wondered if you were going to say anything about it. Well, I did. I've been out west. I drove a truck, and all the ones I've seen was a stand-up. I've never played that sit-down one. It's, it's, uh, no, it's uh, stiff. Don't do not do it. All right. I appreciate the advice, and I was always said if I ever got a chance to talk to you, I was going to tell you, when you went to Amsterdam, I never knew. You was complaining about that chair. I was like, well, he sits in that chair every day. I never knew. And uh, You never knew I, what? That that you were gone. You, I, I had no idea because I'm in and out of the truck. And you used to get the time. I used to work on heavy equipment, and I couldn't wear a watch, and you always would give the time. And then about the time I lost that job and got a cell phone, you quit giving the time. It was perfect Yeah, well, I figured you didn't need it anymore. Okay, good luck to you, sir. Get some help. Wow. Do you have any idea what he just said? None at all. No. 106 at 560 WQM. There's the time for it. Temp? I'll give you the temp. I don't know what the temp is there. Is it toasty? Probably. Like 80. Is it? I don't think it's that high yet. No. 54 no. here, though. Oh, here's the weather. degrees. Southwesterly is at 30 kilometers per hour. Tomorrow morning, as you wake up, you're going to see temperatures right around 11. We're going to have 52. that rainfall. An additional 10 to 15 millimeters to Woo. add to all those fast-moving waterways. The big question is, how long are these temperatures going to last? Not and long. what's it going to be like for the weekend? I'll have those details coming up a little bit later. Great. Okay, sweetie. And as I'm looking out my window, the snow, you know, what well, we had the snow and ice. See, what happens, as you well know, well, maybe you don't know, maybe you forgot. But in the wintertime, when you have a big snowstorm, they come and they plow and they shovel. Sure. And, but, so the okay, ice all collects along the sides of the sidewalks. Right, walls they pile it here and there. And, sides uh, yeah. of the road. and mm -hmm. then, then uh, because it's so damn cold, it turns to ice. Right. Well, guess what? There, ain't, there is not a, a speck 
Really? Not a drop anywhere because it all got washed away because the temperature is like 54 and it's been raining and, you know, and when it's that warm, it pees it all away. I see. So it looks more like, it's kind of like a dank spring day, okay, as opposed to a dank winter day. And under any weather conditions, even if it was like minus 25 Fahrenheit and 45 uh, foot drifts of snow, it still beats being there. WQAM, hello. See what I mean? WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, I want to talk about that pathetic horse pick you had last week. Again, yeah, okay. Again, this guy. Same guy. QAM, hello. This show would never last in New York, you bum. Yeah, go back there. Go back there, schmuck. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Hey, how you doing? Okay. Listen, you, you live in Montreal, no? No. Oh, I thought it was Montreal. Try Toronto. You ever hear of that? Uh, yeah, of course. I, I, uh, well, people I speak English. I know it's hard to relate to when you're calling from South Florida, but people are actually speak English. No, no. There's a buddy of mine who goes up to Montreal. He's got family up there, which I know Montreal and Toronto, they're really not too uh, far apart from each other. Uh, but he's telling me, like, there's not much snow up there. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me, man. It's got to be snowing like crazy up there. Why is that? Well, I'm mean, assuming because it's so far north, you know? But uh, is, does it snow much in Montreal or Toronto, or doesn't it? It snows in Montreal like the world is coming to Montreal sucks, okay? If we have an inch of snow here, they have two feet of snow in Montreal. It's like the so Buffalo he's Canada. Lying to me. The guy's full of crap. It snows in Montreal, okay? Well, let me ask you something. Why do you care whether there's a lot of snow in Montreal? Why does that matter to you? Oh, well, because the service is telling you this. He's always telling me crap, you know, so I'm like, I just want to, like, uh, confirm that he's full of crap, that's all. Yeah, I think you're full of crap. No, I don't think it, I know it. But I'm sitting here in my underwear in Montreal, not, aren't you? See, this is the American public for you, man. They couldn't find Canada on the map with both hands. <laughs> I, I know it's hard to find it, Yeah. Know it's so far. It's America's hat. Yeah. Can't find Canada, eh? Can't find Cuba on the map. Can't find the Philippines. Can't find Hawaii. Many, many years ago when they did that thing, that survey at the U of M. Of course, U of M. I mean, is that, is that like a real school? No. But nevertheless. And they asked all these kids geography questions, and the kids from New York, most of them, couldn't find New York City on the map. Even Long right. Island they couldn't find. How do you like that? Is it hard to see Long Island on the map? I don't think so. Is it? Might be. God, dumb and dumber. That's why so many people care about Britney and her pregnant slut sister. That's why. That's why the media is able to, able to lead the public around by the noses. You do understand that. I do. WQAM, hello. Canada. WQAM, hello. Hey, I know where Canada is. It's in South Florida, and it blows. <laughs> oh. There's a guy who's not too happy with it. That's not Canada, sir. That's the frogs, baby. You've got your bufo toes and you got your frogs. See, this is a bad... And I'm glad, because if, if the public got a taste of what people from the rest of Canada are like, then they'd say, oh, gee, maybe I want to go to Canada. But in South Florida, all you get are the frogs from Montreal and Quebec and a bunch of disgusting, obnoxious, fat slobs with their Speedos and their cheap, non-tipping. They're just disgusting. So if you want to, you know, stick it to your friend from Montreal, that other caller, just uh, get a big smile on your puss and sit back knowing that he's suffering in Montreal, a horrendous place. Remember the first time I went there and I told you how much I liked it? Yeah. 
That's only because the restaurants are good, and they I really see. are. They have some really good food. But you know something? Is, is that worth it? Would anybody want to move someplace because they have good restaurants? Well, that would be one good reason. That's like that's like people that are moving and saying, Neil, I'm moving to Seattle. Do they have any good talk shows up there? Uh, like that. So many stupid people and so little time. That's why religion is such a good-paying business. Rock solid. Huh? Absolutely. I am not gay. I never have been gay. Six thousand dollars, you fairy. Uncontrollable oily discharge. One of the hardest parts of my job is to connect Iraq to the war on terror. <laughs> Love me and agree with me. Jesus <laughs> for the homo. You fairy. Hey, she is a handsome woman. This were a dictatorship, it'd be a heck of a lot easier. <laughs> Just so long as I'm the dictator. <laughs> I am not gay. I never have been gay. Gay, 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 gay. Not gay, not gay. Gay, 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 gay. Oh. Hey, that's a good-looking guy. Yep, 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 gay. I hear the voices. Voices, 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 voices. I'm a commander guy. the moon tonight, and our culture is advanced beyond all that you can possibly comprehend with 100% of your brain. That's how we define common article 3. What did Iraq have to do with what? The attack on World Trade Center. Nothing. Oh, oh God. Why didn't anybody tell me? Oh, my God. My insides are on fire. No, no, please. No more. No more. No. Get the phone. Call 911. Okay. Okay. I think it's all gone. I think it's all gone. I don't want it. I don't want it. Peter, I need you to hold my ears. I don't want it. So I did see another episode of Family Guy over the weekend while channel surfing. Mm-hmm. Still don't and, like it. Uh, it had, you know, like brief moments that were, you know, kind of funny. And there's the a, it, it's, it's an acquired taste, but uh, they rip into everything that we hate, so. 
at some at one point or another. Yeah. So and, and uh, it's very Must irreverent. Just be bad luck. Yeah. And the Christians hate it. So. Oh, the Christians hate it. Why is it like for heathens? You know it is. Good. I like it. Like I said, I mm-hmm. love it. Maureen Dowd has a column that she wrote yesterday in the New York Times, voting for a smile. You know Maureen the Queen? Mm-hmm. She says the Hillary forces at the Plymouth Church Caucus in Des Moines weren't averse to bribes. They were passing out seized chocolates to Richardson supporters. And they weren't averse to threats. My wife told me I'd have to join them or I'd be sleeping on the couch tonight, said Ed Truslow, a compact 68-year-old manufacturing representative. He was still wearing his Chris Dodd sticker when he lumbered over to his wife's side. A Clinton organizer slapped a Hillary sticker over the offending Dodd sticker and with a frantic cheeriness told him, Hillary now, right? God bless. They weren't averse to bending the rules when they realized they might not have enough people to get even one Hillary delegate. They sneaked out of their assigned room to Red Rover, their neighbors over, before they'd been officially counted themselves. It was understandable that Hillary's Golden Girls acolytes would freak out when they saw the throngs of young Obama hopemongers swarming in the caucuses. As one Dodd supporter said, looking for her little Dodd corner, I'm lost in the Obamas. A caucus goer dryly noted that it didn't seem the most propitious harbinger, harbinger for Hillary that the fateful evening began with a threat to withhold Kanyeable Bliss. It's Harbinger. I know. That's why I stopped. Harbinger of doom. Canubial bliss. Excuse me? But that's the way the tough cookie crumbled Thursday night. The Obama revolution arrived not on little cat feet in the Iowa snow, but like a balmy promise, an effortlessly leaping line hungry for something different, propelled by a visceral desire among Americans to feel American again. It was a harbinger of things to come. The Bushes always self-consciously and swaggeringly put themselves on the American side, as Papa used to say, implying that their rivals were somehow less American. But many Americans can no longer see themselves in the warped values of the Bush White House or the pathetic paralysis of Congress or the disapproving gaze of the world. That's G-A-Z-E, not gay. They want a different looking glass, so they rolled the dice, and as the Chicago Tribune's Mike Tackett put it, voted for a smile. I interviewed three Republicans in the Obama section of the caucus who were ready for the red state-blue state merger. They said they didn't want Hill and Bill back in the White House, and that John McCain was too much of a yes-man for W, who betrayed Republicans with his handling of the Iraq war and his fiscal irresponsibility. Hillary's aides were grumbling last week that Obama had no rationale to offer but himself. Perhaps that was true when he started. People usually run for president because somebody tells them they should and then graft on the reasons afterward. But on Thursday, Obama's vague optimism and smooth jazz modernity came together in a spectacular fusion with the deep yearning of Democrats who suffered through heartbreaking losses in the last two elections with uninspiring candidates. Often unable to surf the electricity he sparked over the last year, Obama's now put on his laurel wreath and dropped his languid pose, tapping directly into what he calls the fire burning across the country, the dream of a cool, smart, elegant, reasonable, literary, witty, decent West Wing sort of president who won't bankrupt us or endanger us or co-opt our rights or put a black hood on the Constitution. I want to go before the world and say America's back, he told cheering Democrats in Milford, New Hampshire, adding, we are one nation, we are one people, and the time for change has come. Even though Obama was wooing the young demographic so coveted by Hollywood, he took a page from JFK and avoided the casual look last week. There were no jeans or snow boots, just dark suits, stylish ties, and dress shoes. By the time she got to New Hampshire, Hillary was reduced to urging voters not to buy into false hopes. At a hangar in Nashua with Chatty Brill and chatless Chelsea, Hillary tried to purloin more of the Obama message. 
Besides saying the word change is often possible, she said she was particularly reaching out to young people to help them reclaim the future. She claimed that she disliked the red state, blue state terminology. We are one country, she said, echoing Obama, even as she added that she should be the nominee because she's the one to best withstand the Republican attack machine. What she doesn't mention is that she knows how to fight off the Republican attack machine because she and her husband were so adept at revving it up. Listening to Hillary and Obama evokes the famous scene in the classic The Night of the Hunter when Robert Mitchum, whose fingers are tattooed with love on his right hand and hate on his left, has a wrestling match with his hands to see which emotion triumphs. In the movie, love does, but it's a close call, says your friend Maureen the Queen. All right. What's all this stuff here that you just faxed? Here's one that says, I know it's a little late for today's poll. It sure is. But what about what really needs to be taken away from sports is the playing of God Bless America during the seventh inning stretch at baseball games. There was a time when baseball games were truly enjoyable, and those were during the Ron Fraser days. Neil, God help us. Oh. Here's one that says, sorry about the format. Can't figure out how to correct because it's written. Uh, Phil, send me a fax. Yeah, whatever. Oh. Yeah, hard to read. No, not if you got good eyesight. Tracy and Kendall says, Happy, I'll get yours, Phil, just relax. Happy New Year, my vote for the poll is who gives a crap? I know that sounds like typical South Florida hate, blah, but it's not. I am a sports fan, I'm just not obsessed enough to think that one detail would change matters. Tracy's got a poll idea, what movie scene disturbed you the most? It doesn't have to be scary, just disturbing, such as the Scarface chainsaw shower scene, exorcist pea soup scene, and psycho shower scene. Well, you have a great day too, Tracy and Kendall. Well, let's see what Phil has to say, if I can read it, okay? Wouldn't you agree this is kind of tiny mm -hmm. print? It is. Tiny? Oh, poor Tiny. He says, hi, Neil and George. It's funny how things work. Hillary was so smug in previous interviews when asked what she would do if she lost. She replied she had no thought, thought about it since she wouldn't lose. She had bought her into her uh, availability to get the nomination, and if you ask me, has an air of entitlement whenever she speaks. Her greatest miscalculation was going extremely negative on Obama. What so many politicians forget is this age of information. Says the, uh, yeah. So when Hillary makes a speech and refers to Obama's record, it's easily checked. In fact, almost any supposed fact, and this goes on and on and on. Okay. Thanks, Phil. Just the too ponderous, you know. goes on and on and on. Am I right? Yes. Yep. Thanks for the uh, sentiment, though, Bill. At least there's somebody who's got uh, something to say. 1,081 votes on the poll. And invocation is leading the pack like two to one. 279 out of 1,000 and what? 1081. We got a shot at 1,100 today. Wouldn't that be nice? Nice way to start off uh -huh. the, real, the real first week of the new year. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Pope Benedict has instructed Roman Catholics to say, in perpetuity, to cleanse the church of pedophile clergy. In perpetuity. That'll do it. Just say it. Oh, this is a, there's more, more to this story than meets the eye. I don't want, I want to gloss over it. God bless America. Here's Kate Smith. Let's roll her out on a chair. I know that the Lord even loves Neil Rogers. First you get down on your knees, fiddle with your rosaries, bow your head with great respect, and genuflect, genuflect, genuflect. Do whatever steps you want, if you have cleared them with the pontiff, everybody say his own, Kyrie eleison, doing the Vatican right.
processional Step into that small confessional They're the guy who's got religion I'll tell you if your sin's original If it is, try playing it safer Drink the wine and chew the wafer Two, four, six, eight Time to transubstantiate So get down upon your knees Fiddle with your rosaries Bow your head with great respect And genuflect, genuflect, genuflect Make a cross on your abdomen When in Rome, do like a Roman Ave Maria, gee, it's good to see you Getting ecstatic and sort of dramatic And doing the Vatican Yeah, when in Rome, do the Romans, baby. They tend to be extremely friendly, and the food is really good. Some good eating in Rome, let me tell you. That's what and I heard. food, too. Yeah, I bet. Pope Benedict XVI has instructed Roman Catholics to say, in perpetuity, to cleanse the church of pedophile clergy. I think that'll do it. All dioceses, parishes, monasteries, convents, and seminaries will be expected to organize continuous daily prayers to express penance and purify the clergy. I think he's got something there. Vatican officials said that every parish or institution is to designate a person or group each day to conduct continuous prayers for the church to rid itself of the scandal of sexual abuse by clergy. Alternatively, churches in the same diocese could share the duty. Prayer would take place in one parish for 24 hours and then move to another. Round the clock, baby. Where's Bill Haley in the comments when we need him? Coming right up. You got it? It'll take me a second. Vatican watchers said there was no known precedent for global prayer on a specific issue of this kind. There were about a billion Roman Catholics worldwide. Well, if Egypt would give like five bucks. One, two, three o'clock, nice four o'clock, rock. Oh. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Oh. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're going to rock. Around. What's the movie Cry Baby? Cry Baby, which was bad. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't see it. Very bad movie. Oh, trust me. The instruction was sent to Bishop by Cardinal Claudio Humus of Brazil. What? Head of the Humus. Humid? Head of the Vatican Congregation for the Clergy. He told L'Osservatorio Romano, the Vatican newspaper, that he was acting in the Pope's name. The Pope wanted Catholics to pray for the mercy of God for the victims of the grave situations caused by the moral and sexual conduct of a very small part of the clergy. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I wonder what part he's talking about. Don't say weenus. Officials said that the prayers were in addition to support for legalization against pedophile priests by their victims and a code adopted two years ago by the Vatican to try to ensure that men with deep-seated homosexual tendencies do not enter seminaries to train for the priesthood. Cardinal Humus said the aim was to put a definitive stop to a scandal that had damaged the image of the church and forced U.S. archdiocese, including Boston and L.A., to pay millions of dollars in compensation to the victims. Forced to put a definitive stop to the scandal. Not forced to uh, stop doing it, just to the scandal. He said that the scandal was exceptionally serious, although it probably was caused by no more than 1% of the 400,000 Catholic priests around the world. Right. Anybody buying that? No. Anybody ever meet a straight priest? No. When the pedophile scandal erupted in Boston five years ago, Pope Benedict XVI, or Cardinal Ratzinger as he was then, underline the rat part, accused the media of exaggerating the crisis. He later took a tougher stand and was said to have been behind the statement in 2003 by Pope John Paul II to the meeting of American churchmen in which he said, The abuse which has caused this crisis is rightly considered a crime by society and also an appalling sin in the eyes of God. People need to know there is no place in the priesthood and religious life for those who would harm the young. 
when Cardinal Ratzinger stood in for the dying John Paul II at the Good Friday Procession Easter 2005, he stunned the faithful by deploring publicly how much filth there is in the church, even among those in the priesthood. Filth. That. Feh. A month later, he lifted the legal protection of Vatican given to Father Marcial Maciel, the Mexican founder of the Legendaries of Christ, Marcial Maciel, whatever, who was accused of sexual abuse of youngsters. Maciel was banned from saying masses or speaking in public. Well, that'll teach him. However, Cardinal Bernard Law, who was Archbishop of Boston when the scandal broke, was transferred to a post in Rome and remains a respected figure. Despite accusations, he didn't take strong enough action in dealing with abuse in his diocese. And then this story has got a list here of the, uh, all the different numbers. Church crisis, $660 million, the amount paid out by the L.A. Roman Catholic Archdiocese to 500 victims of sex abuse. $660 million L.A. alone. $2 billion, the estimated amount to have been paid out across the USA. $2 billion. We could use that, the three of us. Yeah. I share with you. What? I said, yeah. 4,332 number of priests alleged yeah. to abuse children in the U.S. in the past 50 years. 10,000 number of Americans who say they were abused. So let's see, 4,300 priests and 10,000 people. So it's like a, a little over, about, about uh, two and a half per uh, priest. A hundred, the number of allegations of abuse made in Ireland between 62 and 2002. Twenty-one, the number of priests involved there. Six of the 21 Irish priests involved died before any allegations were made against them. And 3,000, the number of allegations of abuse received by the Australian group broke rights by 2002. So how do you like that? We're going to have non-stop prayers all day. Hail Mary, Mother of God, ba 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 like that. Baruch That's right. Right. That's well, you've gotten pretty good there, George. Thank you. And then there's another good one. Let's do a little more. The power of Christ compels you. Oh! The power of Christ compels you. Let's have a gigantic exorcism and chase out the evil spirits all over the world. What do you say? Huh? Ten ninety-five on the poll. You need five more votes for eleven hundred. Can you do it? Yeah, I think so. WQAM, hello. Who likes to masturbate? WQAM, hello. Yes. No matter what your beliefs are, we're. No matter what your beliefs are, you one thing we all know for certain, and that you're an a-hole. Okay, the world's worst, pathetic. I have no life. Low life, no life. Sad. Tragic. WQAM. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hello, Neil. Yes. Hey, how you doing? It's been a while since I've called you since the Elian days. I've got. Now I've got two things to say. First of all, you know that in other than. The Wheel of Fortune machines. Uh, you've had the triple sevens, uh, the double diamonds. Those have been around a lot longer than the, than the Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. And so you know you can't say they, that guy can't say that they usually last maybe two or three years. You know, yeah, he's, ta- he's, ta- been he's around, talking uh, about novelty uh, machines. Oh, well, you know, based I mean, on oh, I mean, I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I find that little machine crazy. I mean, I like it a lot. But they hook you on that little spin. Yeah, that's right. The symbol is uh, mesmerizing. That's correct. But you know, whatever you play, when it's your day, it's your day. That's right. You know, it's that not. Is, you know, that is correct. Is that is correct. There have been days when I was winning, and I would just uh, sit down at like a quarter machine, just put in uh, forty bucks, and bada bing, here's like a couple you know, of bucks. Your that's day, right. You got people that play every week fifty dollars lotto. When you're hot, you you're hot. And when you're not, you're not. Just take. ask uh, Jack. He'll tell you. When you're hot, you're hot, and when you're not, you're not. When you're cool, you're really cool, and when you're not. You just pretend to be. Now don't be uh, knocking at uh, like that guy said before. I don't, I don't even really know what he was saying. 
I got a nerve criticizing his show or something. I never yeah. heard the show, so how can yeah, I criticize it? I just find it bizarre. We were discussing that, uh, the phenomenon playing of playing uh, bongo music and jazz. And, uh, and by the way, yeah. yeah, I'll criticize anybody that plays jazz who wants to keep an audience. What are you thinking? Are you crazy? Now, now we're talking. Now we're talking languages you can understand, mister. Who would like this? What? Who would like this? We'll do that again. something. <laughs> yeah. You know what you need really bad? What's that? A spanking. <laughs> as long as it's not from you. No, it's not going to be for me. Gotta I was telling Paco hit. that he's going to get a good spanking. Oh, God. He runs too fast. Anyway, 1100 on the pool is correct. Okay, on a very bad pool, that's pretty good. That means we can change it real fast. So what do you think of this one for tomorrow, maybe? If I won the lottery, I would blank. Sounds good. It's got some good choices on it. Yeah, I like it. Okay, let me just, uh, if I won the lottery, I'd blank. There you go, Eric. I'll pass it right along. It's got some good choices on it. And then we can get rid of this uh, turkey we got on there now. Although there's a lot of good choices on there we need to work on right now. It doesn't take 75 broadcasters to do a game, okay? Holy cow. Neil Rogers is right. The Cubs suck. Come on, girl. You have to give it up. You've got to get naked. Are you nude right now? God, a woman is naked. Your singing is wretched and your outfit is ridiculous. I can see your vagina. You know, so it's nakedness with a purpose. We're going to do a vaginal honor and check her cervix. We're going to have a rainbow coming out of my hoo-ha. You get to see me naked. True, true, my vagina will never be the same. But who cares? If I said you had a beautiful body, would you take your pants off and dance around a little? My vagina was itching to the beat of the band. Okay, like, would I be able to do that with my vagina? Are you wearing clean underwear? I'm definitely not wearing my underwear. By the way, I'm not wearing underwear. She ought to be banned from the human race. And I'll tell you who else is right in there is Hillary Duff. Yeah. yeah. What about you know Hillary Duff? What yeah, does she do? She's just annoying, that's all. Annoying as hell. Although she's not Brittany. She's not uh, in rehab. She's not in the loony bin. How about Lindsay Lohan? Is she in the loony bin over the weekend or not? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't keep track like I used well, to. Well, you better start watching those 75 uh, Entertainment Tonight shows and all the spinoffs, you know? And you better start reading TMZ a lot. All right. The wife reads it to me. She does? I'm lying. Just watch the TV show. I could. They have a TV show, TMZ.com? Uh-huh. Oh. oh. Oh, my gosh. The ACLU, there's some more initials for you, of Florida, has followed the lead of the ACLU of Central Florida, the ACLU of Monroe County, Florida, and the ACLU of the Treasure Coast, all of which followed the lead of the ACLU of Southern California in backing impeachment and calling for the national ACLU to do the same. The ACLU was a prominent supporter of Richard Nixon's impeachment in 2006, and ACLU panel argued for impeachment. In recent years, the National ACLU has lobbied against numerous offenses that appear quintessentially impeachable, but refused, despite intense lobbying by its members and others, to back impeachment. The National ACLU recently announced a new motto that many impeachment advocates view as a wish for the impossible. One more year, no more damage. Robert Spizak, Jr. of the ACLU of Florida, reported that the state chapter met in Fort Myers at 1.30 on Saturday and passed a motion in support of impeachment hearings for George Bush and Richard Cheney, or Dick, if you wish. 
The motion calls on the National ACLU to urge hearings in the Judiciary Committee of the House of Representatives. Florida Congressman Robert Wexler, member of that committee, has recently been leading the push for hearings to begin. And Florida citizens have been pushing for impeachment for a long time. According to Spizak, the debate was energetic with opposing perspectives on tactics related to national staff and issues related to potential complications. Ultimately, those who felt this an important step, a principled step, won the day. Diane Lawrence, a leading Florida impeachment activist with FloridaImpeach.org, said that a group had lobbied Howard Simon, executive director of the ACLU of Florida, and he recently hinted at his support for impeachment when speaking at an event in Florida with House Judiciary Committee Chairman John Conyers, a longtime friend from Simon's days in Michigan. At the event hosted by the ACLU, Simon said that he disagreed with Conyers on one important point. Perhaps we know what that point was. Well, perhaps, and then again, maybe not. And then again, how dare you knock that uh, whatever. you got yeah. some nerve, mister. I know. WQAM, hello. Neil? Yes. Neil, listen, uh, perhaps you can do me a favor. Can you give me a job at QAM? I need some money. WQAM, hello. Leave Shannon Sharp alone! WQAM. QAM, hello. Hello, Neil? Yes, sir. How are you doing today? Okay. Hey, I heard you earlier you were talking on your show about, uh, first of all, I want to congratulate on winning $2,000 at Woodbine. That was pretty awesome. But, uh, the guy who called in earlier talked about, uh, this isn't the 25 cent slot guy again, is it, or his boyfriend? Yes. Is that who this is? Uh huh. Oh, you know, is that who this is? The moron of the slots? Yeah, the moron the of the universe? Yes. Huh. How did I know? Just a lucky guess, I guess. WQAM, hello. Billy. Yes, sir. Happy New Year. Back to you. How's it going today? Okay. Same that was a friend. great public service on the uh, Hard Rock. That was a great article there, man. Those things are in a deep freeze, month. Yeah. And they're just not paying at all. I just cannot find me a good machine. Yeah. All right. Love all you, right. man. You're the queen of my heart. Okay. Bye. He's going out to look for a good machine, man. A good, you know what's a good machine? One that's paying when you're playing it. That's a good machine. Are you yeah, aware of that? I'm right. No, I didn't. And by the way, you're wrong about uh, who plays the slots. You're definitely wrong about that. We've had this conversation a whole bunch. Well, that, that's because you don't go. And even when you were Gulfstream, no, you didn't go. I, it doesn't matter how many times I agree with you about something, you're going to pretend that I didn't. I've seen that, but nevertheless. There are just as many men yeah. playing slots as women. Old and men. And there are plenty of young people, too. Not just as many. Young people. No. Look, it, I've played the and slots. That, and there are two reasons I've for that. I've played number the slots. One, I've won money people don't have the as slots, much disposable but, uh, income, it's not number for me, one. Right? Yeah, okay. But they're at the other things. They like to play cards. I'm not trying stuff. to sell you on it because it's, uh, you know, a fool. Only fools play like me. I admit that. And anybody that tells you that it's just that every... I just, you know, I read this stuff online and I scour to try to get a little information. And anybody who gives you this song to dance about how they have no control... Other than, you know, presetting at the uh, the factory, the payout on the machine. They're full of crap. They're full of crap. But, you know, if they told you the truth, they'd have to kill you. Here's the facts. A lot of facts today. What's that all about? <laughs> huh? Uh. Boy, 54 degrees. I can't wait to get out there in the uh, fog and the rain. It says, prior to this weekend, I was convinced like George that Barack Hussein Obama. Now, see, anybody who uses his middle name, automatically I bleh, get like that. 
was really not electable. Based on that, I convinced myself that a vote for Hillary was really a vote for Billy. With that, at least we would pretty much know what we were getting, and maybe we could show our faces to the rest of the world once again. However, I'm now convinced that the country first tried to send a message when they put down the Democrats in the House and Senate, when they put them in, thinking that if we threw the old bums out, things would be handled, and boy, were we taken. Yeah, you were taken, all right, for a sleigh ride. Now I really believe that the rest of the country is as fed up as I am, would vote for almost anybody that's not part of the old guard. Based on the last debate, I would personally like to see someone, I would like to see Barack for President Edwards for vice, unless somebody else would hop into the race. Yeah, Edwards was a real strong vice presidential candidate in 2004, wasn't he? Not. We don't need a Yahoo on the ticket, okay? How about Chris Dodd in there? All right. Chris Dodd rhymes with... Oh, God! Do you by chance know anything much about Bloomberg besides that he's Jewish? Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, not going to be on Democrat or Republican. And what's his claim to fame besides being another mayor from New York? And Rudy Giuliani, by the way, knows how fast he's fallen. They don't like guys with 75 ex-wives who are full of crap. They don't like guys who close down all the porno in Times Square and then go out and screw their brains out with 85 different women. It says the news claimed that he's ready to hop in if he thought he could win. If you know something about him, I'd be curious to know if he's a good guy or just a wealthy scumbag. Just curious. Wealthy scumbag, okay, that's the answer to your question. All he is. All these guys like Romney and Bloomberg, because uh, they got a lot of money, they think they can buy the presidency. We don't need no more of that. Like Steve Forbes, remember him? He, nope. Steve Forbes has got a face that makes Wayne look good. I know that's not easy to believe. Steve Forbes. His face like a road map of the moon. But he's got a lot of money, so he thought he was going to be president. And the same with uh, Bloomberg. And Romney. I think Romney's going to wind up second. McCain's going to beat him in New Hampshire tomorrow. And Romney's going to take a stinging defeat. And you want to know why? Oh, I noticed we're why? 30 seconds short on this next uh, break. That's good. Because people don't want a president who wears magic underwear. That's one of the reasons. The fact that he lies and flip-flops and he's full of crap and has no credibility, that could be another one, too. But they don't want a president who wears magic underwear. Okay? Speaking of magic, how about that Sonny Fox uh, fake call before? That was pretty good. It was very good. It's almost enough to make me play the... Uh... Hi, this is Sonny Fox. I listen to Neil Rogers because I can hear the word ass. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was well done. But well, we sure can't hear the whole thing. Why not? I heard it on uh, TNT this weekend. And I heard a lot of fart sounds on something I was watching on TV this weekend, too. A lot of fart sounds. Just a deluge of fart sounds. Were you watching uh, Nickelodeon again? No, I was not watching Nickelodeon. I don't watch Nickelodeon, okay? It was over the air uh, something. I don't know. Just deluge with fart sounds. And I bet you Joyce was just convulsing. Oh, no! The world's going to come to an end. They're playing fart sounds. <laughs> Up yours, Joyce. Chose the wrong place. God. You and me, we come from different worlds. I like to wear my sideburns with flamboyant curls Some think I'm crazy, they wonder why I go out dressed like this, it's cause I'm a rabbi But there's nothing I can do I'm happy I was born a Jew You look at me, and it's very plain to see 
I don't believe in Jesus Christ's divinity. I won't eat non-kosher cow. A potato pancake sure would hit the spot right now. But there's nothing I can do. I'm happy I was born a Jew. Totally Hebrew. Put on a little half hat and dress up really strange. Then I'll spend the afternoon searching my couch for change. I'll call up my best friend Saul. We'll go out for matzo balls. Then I'll tell him that I forgot my wallet and he'll pay for me. I can't help it if I'm stingy. Oh, 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 oh. I'm happy I was born a Jew.